The area has been cordoned off. Uh, forensic uh, experts are there conducting uh, some analysis so that we can establish exactly what happened to Alex. The body needs to be formally identified and then we'll try and establish a cause of death um, for a report to the coroner. Oscar Pistorius will find out this morning whether he's to be found guilty of culpable homicide for the killing of his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp. The judge will continue delivering her verdict in the High Court in Pretoria after yesterday saying the prosecution had failed to prove its charge of premeditated murder. Police in Milton Keynes are appealing for witnesses after an 84-year-old woman was killed in a road crash yesterday lunchtime. She was a passenger in a Ford Fiesta which was in collision with another car and a van on the H9 Groveway at the junction with Simpson Drive at around ten past one. The driver of the Fiesta, a man in his 80s, was taken to Milton Keynes Hospital with serious injuries. Police investigating the sexual exploitation of girls in Aylesbury have arrested another man. The 37-year-old from Bradford was arrested yesterday. Ten men have so far been charged in connection with the alleged sexual abuse of children in Aylesbury between 2007 and 2009. A woman who was killed while mountain climbing in Scotland has been named as Jane Dool from Leighton Buzzard. The 61-year-old was hit on the head by a falling rock. More from Lee Agnew. Mrs Dool was among a group of six hill walkers climbing in pairs in the Cairngorms on Tuesday, September the 2nd. As she and her climbing partner made the ascent up a ridge, she was struck by a falling boulder. A rescue attempt was made involving the mountain rescue team and a Royal Navy helicopter, but they were unable to resuscitate her. A 14-year-old boy has been arrested on suspicion of arson after a dog's home in Manchester was destroyed by fire. 60 dogs are believed to have died in the blaze, but more than 150 were rescued. The actor Sir Donald Sindon has died at his home at the age of 90. He made his name on stage as a Shakespearean actor and appeared in more than 70 film and TV productions. In sport, cycling's tour of Britain comes to Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire today. Stage six starts this morning in Bath and finishes this afternoon in Hemel Hempstead. The weather, a dry day with some bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 20 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Where I'll be live on the roadside as the door of Britain passes through Princess Risborough. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'll be at Hemel as the riders cross the finish line after a gruelling day. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we come, walking down the street. We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we're monkey around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. We go where we want to, do what we like to do. We don't have time to get restless, there's always something new. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we monkey around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. We're just trying to be friendly I Come and watch you sing and play We're the young generation And we've got something to say oh. 
look over your shoulder Guess who'll be standing there Hey, hey, we're the monkeys And people say we monkey around But we're too busy singing To put anybody down What? What's that? Now that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's all we needed. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine Ball, producer, is not here. Matthew Lockwood is, Justin Dealey is. And guess who's producing? Guess who's producing? Is it me? Yeah! Oh, I wish I knew this. I, someone should have told you before now. I know. What have we got in the show? Who knows? I do. Trains. Bikes. Buckets. Oh, buckets. Yeah, trains, bikes, and buckets. Across beds. Sorry? That feels sick. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Got a script for me, Matt? Oh, yes, just read it off the screen. We were, done, we, were, uh, we were wigging out to the monkeys thing. That was a mistake. Yeah. But this is a mistake to do it just before you came on air, mate. I should never do that. I am a very fit man in literally every uh, sense of the word. I got stuck on the chair, I couldn't get off. Sorry? It was spinning around the chair, I couldn't get off the chair. I actually do feel sick now. I might have thrown up. Well, no, don't do that. Right. Well, should we do the thing about trains? I hope I can get through this. Well, have I got some tea or something with me? Already, this is the best show I've ever done. Go uh. <laughs> on, watching a man have a breakdown. And you're listening to it live, BBC Three Counties Radio, the home of the Northern Breakdown. Right. Have they... Now, obviously, Catherine isn't in today. You're in. Yep. You're in. <laughs> um, is it like a BBC quota that one Northerner out, one Northerner in? Is that... It pretty much is, That's yes. how it works, is it? It pretty much is, Pretty yes. much? Pretty much. Okay, now... It's lovely. Train news, guys. Hold on to your hats. We could end up miles away from here. This is exciting stuff. It's not. From this Sunday, the Thameslink line, which runs from Bedford and through Luton and St Albans down to Brighton, will be under new management. Come on. Ooh! Govia has won the contract uh, to run the... To run the service for the next seven years, taking over from First Capital Connect. But what will it mean for passengers, and will they notice any difference? Well, as you can hear, Matt Lockwood is out of breath and joins me now. So, Matt... Yep. What can passengers expect to see? They can expect to see lots of wonderful, wonderful things. New trains for starters. Yeah. Come on, a bit Yay! more passion. Yeah, yeah. It's big news, this is. Come on, then. Over a thousand new carriages along the Thameslink and Great Northern Network. Okay. There'll be more services, too. Can I interrupt? Ever so slightly? Yes. This is a little bit dry. Right, have you I got think, something? I think we need a little bit of music just to... Go on, then. Go on, then. Away you go. <laughs> This is not what I asked for. You did ask for cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Can you just sing what you asked for? Right. What did you ask for? So it was 
You asked for that and instead you got this. Away you go. Tell us what we can expect. Nothing more. Services to 10,000 additional seats into London in the morning, which will be nice. That will be an increase in passenger capacity by 50%. There'll be improvements to services, including up to 24 trains per hour during the peak periods between St Pancras and Blackfriars, up from 15 per hour today, and more direct services to and from Gatwick Airport, with improved Brighton mainline services as well. So all very nice. But what about the train stations and the staff numbers, Matt Lockwood? Hmm? Mm, there'll be £50 million to enhance all 239 stations, including St Albans and Luton. More than 100 stations will be staffed from the first to the last train. And the key smart card ticketing system will be extended. So in theory, things can only get better. This sounds awesome. It's we're, we're, all we're, we're, good news. In our cheeks, but it sounds awesome. It's all good news. The company says it will invest a total of £430 million on new trains, increased capacity, more ticket options and Wi-Fi at more stations. Wi-Fi, that is so now. But wait a minute, stop oh. that music, stop that music. I can't see the point of Wi-Fi on trains. What? I cannot see the point of Wi-Fi on trains. Whatever happened to getting on a train and going from A to B? Kelly Betts. Hi. Well, you still are going from A to B, but you just have internet on the way. It never works. Well, but, yeah, but it will with Wi-Fi. That's the point. That's yeah, it will with Wi-Fi. It never works. I've no, tried no, it. No, no. <laughs> it will with Wi-Fi. Never works. Play the music again. Oh, blimey. OK, all right. You've got one more bit to do. The Govia Chief Executive Charles Horton told us over time we'll be making real improvements to passengers' experience and managing the major changes that are happening on this part of the rail network. And that's your train news.
More train news coming up. Bicycle news. There's like a big bike race. Is anybody, and I put this out seriously, uh, is there anybody listening who's interested in bicycle racing? Bicycle racing. There's a big, we'll talk about it later. I don't know the full details. There's a big bike race going on and it's go through bits of beds, hearts and bucks. Is it, is it a thing that appeals to you, Matt? It, bicycles are dangerous. What? Don't ride bikes. Bicycles? Bicycles. Yeah. Dangerous. You're not a fan? No. No. I don't I don't quite get them, but I certainly don't get why people would go and watch a bike bicycle race. And we're in Lycra. Why do people do that? Deviants, all of them. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Speed sensors seems to be moving rather well on the major routes across the three counties. Checking on the M1 Luton Spur, building a bit between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road as those major road works continue there. So far, the M25 is moving rather well and the M40, there's a lane closed um, just at Junction 5 for Stoken Church. That's due to some bridge maintenance work that's taking place. So far, no reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.16 and these are your headlines. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. An investigation is underway in Milton Keynes after the body of a young man who went missing on Monday was discovered in Thurston Lake. And police investigating the alleged sexual exploitation of girls in Aylesbury have arrested another man. The 37-year-old man from Bradford was arrested yesterday. BBC Three Counties Radio. There were golds galore in Glasgow. Commonwealth Games as a whole was an amazing experience and to bring back the, the, the amount of medals that we did was, was amazing. Well, what a performance! But once again, we also want to celebrate our unsung sporting heroes this year. He's an amazing coach and really, really inspires us. So who will you nominate? She understands how we feel and everything. We're looking for someone who's made their contribution for no reward but had the enjoyment of seeing sport flourish in our local communities. To make your nomination, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsungHero and download a form. The closing date is the 20th of October, with our 2014 Unsung Hero announced at this year's BBC Sports Personality of the Year. You can't bottle it. <laughs> get inspired Bottler. and get nominating. So I don't normally use the... Oh, I've broken... Oh, you right, Matt? I don't normally. Um, I've broken my shoe. I don't normally uh, do. I need some technical help, guys. I'm trying. My son is having his two front teeth taken out today, surgically, general anesthetic. Mm-hmm. He's scared. Yeah. Yeah. Song there. Sorry. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. My two front teeth. My two front teeth. You don't have to have his mic open, you know. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, so I'm trying to send it. I'm, I'm, I'm upset that I can't be there. So I'm trying to film a little. Hey, good luck, son. It'll be all right. Don't worry. Your mum's going to be there. Nice one. Oh, that's nice. But I'm filming on my iPhone, but no, there is no sound. It's not recording the sound. Now, have I done something? Is this a known thing with iPhones, or have I, is it knackered? Are you listening back to it and your phone's on silent? No, I sent it to my wife and she went, oh, great, yeah, thanks, no sound. So I'm oh. recording it and there's no sound recording. Hmm. Are uh, you saying anything? Yeah, I'm saying words. Checking. 
Uh, I could record it on my phone and, and send it to you if you want. Sweet as a nut. That Paul Simon uh, carries. He's doing it again. <coughs> You're right there, Kelly. I can ask can him to in stop. I'm with you. Yeah, come on. Thanks. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Just a beer melon, beer melon. Get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out A man walks down the street, he says, why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and oh, my nights are so long Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? He ducked back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents. There were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you daddy, and daddy when you call me.
morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. You know my thoughts. This is me freestyling it, Matt. You know my thoughts on the ice bucket challenge. I think it's simply people showing off. You stand there and you get a bucket of ice water chucked over you and it goes on Facebook and people nominate each other. I think it's showing off. I also think, and we've said this before, I think a little bit of it is bullying. Bullying. Well, now... New research reveals that while one in six Britons say they've taken part in the Ice Bucket Challenge, well, only one in ten have donated to a worthy cause as a result. Justin Dealey spoke to people uh, a few weeks ago, and they didn't seem to have any idea what the charity was they were supposed to be raising money for. Charlie, you have done the Ice Bucket Challenge. When was this? Um, On Friday. So we believe a quarter of a million pounds has been raised for charity so far. Do you know anything about that charity? Um, no, I don't actually, but uh, I think it's a good cause and uh, I think it's good that everyone's getting behind it and you can see how popular it is by how much social media is behind it. The thing is, how can it be a good cause if you don't know what the cause is? And you've done the challenge. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> when did you do it? Yesterday. We're talking about the charity this morning. Do you know anything about the charity that, that you're raising money for? Not a clue. I don't know anything about it. I just got nominated, so I had to do it, so... That's basically it. Gosh. Well, we can speak to Deborah Fairclough, Head of uh, Research for the Charities Aid Foundation, which commissioned the study. Those two voices were not alone. It it, it says quite a lot, doesn't it, Deborah? Um, I think it's interesting, Ian. People, um, you know, they they like to do things for charity. People in Britain love doing something fun for charity, and it doesn't have to be about donating money. It can be about giving your voice. It can be about giving time. Um, So the fact that, you know, not everybody has donated money in in this particular challenge, it has helped raise awareness for these charities significantly uh, during the time that the challenge has been running. Well, the people there didn't know what what the, the charity was and we did a phone in on this last week so I, I do think it, it, it kind of borders on bullying a little bit this you are nominated I, ref, I refuse to do it but but um, it, it, listen any money raised for charity is great of course it is but if only one in ten of the people doing it are giving money and a significant number don't know what the charity is it, it, it shows that something's not quite working um, I think the thing is that, that people love doing something fun. Um, we, we, you only have to look at the London Marathon where people dress up in crazy costumes or the kind of things that they do for comic relief or children in need. And so the fact that people are doing something fun, it's great. It's bringing communities together. It's bringing families together to do, to do the challenge um, together. And they may not give money this time. They may give money next time when they're doing something. What makes you think that? Um, simply because we're trying to generate um, a, a lifetime of support amongst charities. One of the things that we were particularly interested in doing this research was whether it was a new group of people that were getting involved and were donating money. And what we did find is, yes, it's very much the younger audience. Now, traditionally, it's older people who give money to charity. Yeah. Um, and so if we can get the young people on board and engaged in whatever way, you know, that they want to Sorry, Deborah, have I got, have I got this, this right, though? But, but, but you're research shows that they're not giving money. Only 10% of the people doing this are actually giving money. So, but, it's, so, so it's not working, is it? But as I said, Ian, it doesn't have to be about giving money. It can be about giving your voice or giving your time. You know, the, we, we have a great 
um, tradition of volunteering within this country. Yeah. And that's another way to really give to charity. Oh, exactly. Listen, I've done volunteering. Go and volunteer. Don't stand in the back of a, a, a pub car park and have a bucket of ice chucked over your head for, and not know what you're doing it for just because your mate Steve nominated you on Facebook. It, it seems a little pointless and a little, uh, a little disrespectful to charities to do these things, not know what the charity is, and then not give any money. I mean, obviously, we'd love people to know what the charity is and, and to be fully engaged with the charity. Um, I, I think uh, people don't have to take part. There are other ways of taking part and getting engaged with charities, as we've already said. Um, it, that's one of the reasons why the Charity Save Foundation is bringing Giving Tuesday, which is an international giving day, uh, to the UK in December this year. And that simply asks people to do one thing for charity during a day uh, that can be giving money, giving time, giving your voice. Why do we need all these campaigns, Giving Tuesday and the Ice Bucket Challenge? Why do we need all these things? If, if someone is attracted to a charity, and I always think that, 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 that one should donate to a charity that has a personal resonance with them. If one is attracted to a charity, they'll, they'll give, won't they? Do they need to be um, th- th- kind of uh, browbeaten into it? Uh, I think you're absolutely right that people do uh, need an affinity with a cause um, a lot of the time. It's very important. That's why people do get involved with charities. Um, I don't think it's a case of browbeating people into it. I think it's a case of giving a voice to some of those smaller charities that people might not have heard about. Um, And and so I I think it is important to try and raise awareness of different charities that are available and that people can give to across the UK. I think you're right on that, yes. the smaller ones get ignored. Deborah, I appreciate you talking to us at this ridiculous time in the morning. That's Deborah Fairclough, Head of Research for the Charities Aid Foundation. They're launching their Giving Tuesday later on in the year. <clears throat> a little bit confused by, by some of what Deborah was, was, was saying there. I don't know your response to that, Matt, but, but, but the research shows that one in six people in Britain have done it, but one in ten of those people are giving money to the charity. We know from, from Justin's evidence they don't know what the charity is, so... It's not really working, is it? No, and like you say, they're just doing it on for Facebook, aren't they? It's a Facebook thing. It's a Twitter thing. It's not something that I'm they're over doing here. Hello, Matt. I'm over, Matt. I'm over here. What? He's this way. Hi. Oh, hello. Okay. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. When is Kath back, Kels? Monday. Okay. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, so far this morning, looking rather good on the speed sensors across the three counties. The M1, that's moving rather well. The M25, building a bit between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11. There are some major roadworks continuing there, often causing delays through the rush. On the M40, there's a lane closed at the moment, just a Junction 5 for Stoke and Church, due to bridge maintenance work that's continuing there. And in East Barnet, temporary traffic lights are up at the moment on Brook Hill Road, just at Cat's Hill, for some junction improvements that are taking place. So do expect some delays. So far on the trains, everything's running well and to time. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. An investigation is underway in Milton Keynes after the body of a young man who went missing in the early hours of Monday morning was discovered in Thurston Lake. 21-year-old Alex Todd Weller from Shenley Brookend was last seen leaving Pink Punters nightclub in Fenny Stratford. And police investigating the alleged sexual exploitation of girls in Aylesbury have arrested another man. The 37-year-old from Bradford was arrested yesterday. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Cycling's Tour of Britain comes to Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire today. Stage six finishes this afternoon in Hemel Hempstead. It starts this morning in Bath. Sir Bradley Wiggins remains 27 seconds behind the race leader, Michael Kvyatkovsky. Here's the former British road race champion, Matt Stevens. The last three climbs are quite stiff. Um, Chinner Hill, uh, Cop mm. Hill and, uh, and Nashley are all roads that I've raced on as a youngster back in the late 80s in a famous race called Tour of the Chilterns. So I know the roads very well and I know the exact running that the riders will face um, uh, I don't know if the climbs are quite going to be stiff enough to, to, to split things up but you just never know and you can follow today's action with Nick Coffer in Princess Risborough from 12 and Roberto Peroni in Hemel from 3 in tomorrow's football Watford play their first match under new manager Oscar Garcia at Charlton the first game with a new club always is, uh, is amazing it's, a, it's a special I would prefer to, to have played at home but uh, I, w- I will be happy to see 3,000 of our fans uh, at the Cheltenham Stadium. Milton Keynes Dons are at Barnsley. In League Two, Luton host unbeaten Cheltenham. Wickham are at home to Mansfield. And Stevenage manager Graham Westley is still unhappy with their recent treatment by referees ahead of the home game with Shrewsbury. Small clubs suffer in the, you know, big clubs, you know, tend to bring crowd pressures onto officials. And, you know, it's, e- it's easy to understand why an official can be influenced by, you know, a bigger crowd or a bigger environment or, or a bigger voice. So it's human, isn't it, for a, an official not to want, you know, a big club manager to say bad stuff about him. It could affect his career. And tickets for next year's Rugby World Cup go on general sale for two weeks from today under a ballot system. Milton Keynes is hosting three matches on October the 1st, 3rd and 6th. 2015. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Yeah. Ian Lee. BBC Three hey. Counties Radio. <laughs> I'll give you a shout. Matthew is joining me for the newspapers. As, as uh, sick note isn't in today. C- uh, Catherine Boyle isn't here, but Kelly Betts is here. Kelly, you, you like music? I do. Producer of the excellent BBC Introducing Show on Saturday nice. evenings, eight to nine. I can say that because I listened to it for the first time this weekend. Well done, mate. Yeah, I've only been here what two and a half years. So it's all it takes. I've just seen an advert for what looks like. The most boring concert ever. Who's playing? (laughs) They're playing uh, Glasgow, Birmingham, Manchester and the London O2. On Stage Together Tour 2015. The two most boring musicians of all time. Simon and Garfunkel. Close. Sting uh, Sting and Simon. Sting and Simon off of Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. Oh, really? Sting and Paul Simon on stage together. God, blimey. That's going to be a six... feel like a six hours you're never going to get back. (laughs) Flipping heck! So are they going to do a mash-up of both... all of their hits? A do, do, do. A da, da, da. The sound of silence. Nice. Thanks, mate. It was the best I could do at short notice. Matt, would you like that? What are you talking about? Talking about giving you a thick ear, sunshine. 
Skiddy, you a thick ear. I'll punch you in the face. Say that again. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought I wasn't not on mic then. Yeah. You're <laughs> in a studio. I thought it was switched off. You're in a studio. You're wearing headphones. There's a red light on. You're right. doing a radio show for the right. last 35 sorry. minutes. Sorry. I-, I won't punch you in the face. Maybe just tick you in the face instead. No? Sorry for threatening you. Uh, I-, I-, I do like you, really. What have you got in the papers? It's all about Scotland. 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 Apparently, there's a vote... To stay in or to go out. Um, so on the Daily Telegraph today, BBC bans all talk of Scottish vote from the proms. I mean, why would you talk about the referendum at the proms anyway? Presenters including Sir Terry Wogan and Katie Derham and artists such as Catherine Jenkins have been taught to focus on the music and avoid mention of political and topical issues. But it's a proms you don't talk about this, would you anyway? Talk about this on the news. Ever, news been, night. ever been to the proms? No, I've been to the Royal Albert Hall though. <laughs> That's not. It's great. It's a great building. I've introduced the Who live on stage wow. at the Royal Albert Hall. Wow. I have um, also been. To, well, I went to the proms, but they do a comedy proms now, don't they? They so they do the proms and then they do like a funny night. And I, I went to see the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain at the proms. I bet that was entertaining. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I bet it was. Well, it was. I bet it was. But why are you saying? But you're saying it with a tone. I'm just saying. I bet it was. Yeah, but are you saying? Do you actually? Is a ukulele that thing where they go? No, that's a recorder. Oh, is it? All right, okay. Are you clearly when I'm cleaning windows? Oh, for goodness sakes. Now, usually I don't do this, but, uh... Go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the remix. Now, I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my Lexus cool. That's why I'm all up in your grill, trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football coach, the way you got me playing the field. So, baby, give me that, and let me get that. Beep, beep. Running her hands through my fro, bouncing on 24. Why they saying I'm ready? It's the remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body, got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum, I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby, I'm about to have me some fun Bounce, 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 bounce Bounce, 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 come on Now it's like murder, she rolled Once I get you out them clothes Privacy's on the door, but still they can hear you screaming more Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling No more hoping and wishing I'm about to take my key and Stick it in the ignition So give me that Let me give you that Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Why they saying they're ready It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have me some fun Crystal popping in the stretch navigator We got food everywhere As if the party was catered We got fellas to my left Honey's on my right We bring them both together We got juking all night Then after the show It's the after party Then after the party It's the hotel lobby Around about four You gotta clear the lobby Then take it to your room And can I get a can I get a Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Come on, why they saying they got ready Mix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in your wish I'm smoking rum 
having some fun Baby, freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have some fun Bounce, bounce, come on Bounce, 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 bounce Bounce, bounce, bounce Baby, having some fun The freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have some fun Come on What's up? You can hear more great music like that Sunday nights, 8 till 10, BBC, Three Counties Radio, Nesta McGregor. Hey, hey, I've picked songs like that. Now, don't use my show as a vehicle. Well, it's called cross promotion, cross pollination. I'll cross-pollinate you in a minute. We're going to cross-pollinate. I'll punch you in the face. Yeah, you see? Punch you in the face. I'll punch you in the face. Uh, Are you a fan of Downton Abbey? Oh, I love Downton Abbey. I don't know any of the characters' names, but I love Downton Abbey. Are you a fan of the doctor from ER, whose name is George Clooney? Oh. He's going to appear in Downton Abbey. Is he? Downton Abbey is about to welcome Hollywood star George Clooney. A huge fan of the show, he will appear in a one-off sketch for ITV's... Oh. Oh. ITV's Christmas charity, Text Santa. Oh, he'd be great in that. He would be good in that. He could just cure everybody of their illnesses. Christmas is coming, isn't it? Yeah. It's not far off now. Where are we, three months? This year has gone so quickly. It's scary. It's scary how time goes so quickly. I have heard one of the reasons, right, because when you're a kid, time goes really slow, doesn't it? When you're older, it goes faster. Do you know why? Why? Well, do you know why? I don't know why now. Because when you're a kid, say you're um, five years old. Right. Okay. uh, A day... One day Mm. is a significant percentage of the life you've lived so far. Right. Right? But when you're... How old are you? 45, 50? When you're your age, 50... 30. Oh, mate. Come on, 30. You are... I look my age. (laughs) You look my granddad's age. I look 30 years old. And he's dead. You look about 64. Okay, so let's pretend you're 30. Right. A day... I am 30. We don't need to pretend. I am 30. A day in a 30-year-old's life is a significantly smaller percentage of their um, existence. Do you see what I'm saying? Ah, because just time goes more quickly if you're an adult. No, time... No, no. Yeah, it does. No, this is what I'm explaining. Time goes... I'll explain it to you, Kelly. Time... You've completely misunderstood what I've said. Is it because you're more busy? No, time goes the same speed, of course. Right. Time feels like it's going faster as you get older, right? Yeah. He's the same age as you. Wow. Uh, the reason being, 16. the reason being, right? When you're a five-year-old, a day is a really tiny percentage of the life you've lived. Yeah. Because you've not had many days. Yeah. When you're thirty, you've had loads. You've had loads of days. So a day is a smaller percentage yeah. of the time that you've lived. So it feels like it's going quicker and quicker and quicker. Got Does you. anybody get this? Yeah, I get it. Oh, do you? All right. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Yeah. What is the actual question you're asking people? I'm not asking them. I'm just inviting them to join in this conversation. I'm hoping I get someone who... Uh, you two plus together is about a fifth of my intellect. I'm hoping we get someone with a bit of brains that calls in. Oh, thanks, mate. See? Yeah, but they need some kind of hook, don't they? Well, I've got a hook. Yeah. Let's have a look. <laughs> if you call in... Yeah. We'll give, you, we'll give you a pound. Then there's less chance of Matt being on air. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. What else you got, Matt? Well, there's a story here, and then you realise it's the an... mic a little bit. Okay, there's a story here, yeah, and then you realise a bit closer. Oh my God! Split the difference. There's a story here. Beautiful. And you think it's a, a story, 
And then you realise it's just an advert for a well-known clothing chain. It's the 60s now, the new 40, as older women won't dress their age. They make elegance look effortless when they step on the red carpet. Now Helen Mirren and Meryl Streep have been credited with inspiring older women to embrace more youthful fashion. <laughs> Next, says its clothing sales have been boosted by older customers. There you go. And apparently a supermarket have shot a bird. Oh, yeah, no, go on, this is this yeah. it's Sainsbury's or Tesco's. It's Tesco's, a, yeah. A marksman him. Yeah. They've exterminated... What's the bird? Oh, here we go. BBC, uh, BBC Two Springwatch tweeted, uh, it's a wagtail. Hello. Happened at their Great Yarmouth store. Yep. I'm sure it could be caught. Didn't need to shoot it. Now, why did they shoot Is it? Is anyone really that bothered? I remember my honeymoon... You can't shoot a bird. You, yes, you can. I was... Um, it's a bird. Yeah, no, they shoot them. Oh, I was, ah. um, I was on my honeymoon in India, India. <laughs> You've had that up. Sorry? That's not an actual place. Inja. In- <laughs> India is a place. Sounds like a place in Doctor Who, India. India is a place. I've gone to the planet India. He's never heard of India. No, I've heard of Indi- India, but not your India. It was in India. Oh, you're saying India. India. No, you're saying India. I, was, I went to India. You went to India. And we were having, we stood in a very, stayed in a very, very swanky uh, hotel. It's weird in India. If you stay in a swanky hotel, literally around the corner India. is... Some of the worst poverty you've ever seen. A really bizarre place. Hard to get your head around. Because you've got the Taj Mahal, haven't you? Which is this opulent setting. Yeah. And then you have got round the corner... That's what I'm saying. ...people in slums. I know, literally, round I mean, the it's, corner. It's horrible. It's, it's really hard... I mean, you can't believe it. OK. It's hard to get your head around. Anyway, so we're staying in this swanky hotel, and um, some monkeys were running through... They were eating outside in the courtyard. Some monkeys are running through the courtyard, and then they're climbing up on the wall and they're looking and we're going oh isn't that cute and then we saw three men with rifles <laughs> walk towards the monkeys chase them off so that we couldn't see them they shot I believe I, I believe they shot the monkeys well monkeys are annoying birds they are, are not birds don't do anything do birds they birds will do a whoopsie on your car they just flutter around that's pigeons Pigeons are birds, mate. It's pigeons. Pigeons are wagtails. Pigeons is birds, How mate. How dare Tesco shoot a wagtail? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Taking a look in at Roxton A1, the Great North Road, building up a bit just at the Black Cat roundabout as those major roadworks continue there. In that Milton Keynes, roadworks continue on standing way at Newport Road, so do expect some delays there through the rush. In Brickettwood, very heavy moving at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just a junction 21A for the M at 25. So far, checking on the A414, seems to be moving rather well just around the Park Street roundabout. And on the trains, everything's running to time across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties. Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. Simon, we'll come to you in a second. Someone who knows what I'm talking about. 6.45, it's Friday the 12th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from, the, from First Capital Connect on Sunday. 
An investigation is underway in Milton Keynes after the body of a young man who went missing on Monday was discovered in Thurston Lake. And cycling's tour of Britain comes to this region today with six, fin- uh, six finishing this afternoon in Hemel Hempstead. If anybody can explain to me sir, why you would go and watch a cycle race, please do let me know. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine, Jonathan Vernon Smith. Lots to discuss. Do you agree with her? Do you think she speaks a lot of sense? With the biggest questions. Should Muslim women be allowed to wear the veil in court? And is it fair to only give people this kind of benefit for three months? And the biggest opinions. I'd like to hear from you. I feel strongly because children should be taught in a structured way. You know, there's nothing better in life than real life experience. Don't be patronising. Excuse me, I'm talking sorry. There's two words here common sense. One of my pet hates, I feel really strongly about it. We're talking about that. I agree with you. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll have a BBC introducing track in a second. Uh, Matthew Lockwood is doing the papers with me as Catherine Boyle is uh, bunking off. I thought she'd been fired again. Uh, don't start that. Oh, right. uh, Simon's in Amtil. Good morning, Simon. Morning, mate. What you got for us, boss? Well, what you were talking about earlier, um, about the about a day for a five-year-old and a day for a 30-year-old, etc., what you gave is a very good explanation, Ian, of Einstein's theory of relativity. Hey, uh, did I? Uh, there you go. Oh, yes, you did. Did, did, did I really? I'm, I'm clever and I didn't know that. I, I had no idea what Einstein's theory of relativity was. Because, although the passage of time is physically the same, it's relative oh. to the observer. Oh. oh. So, hence why yeah. the six weeks summer holiday that's just happened for my children seemed to go very quickly, but for them it lasted forever, like it used to when you were a kid. Isn't that good, you see? How do you know this, Simon? Those things you pick up on the journey. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you're having a cracking journey. Sounds yeah, like you're picking bad. up the right stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did you ask learning. them? Sorry, it's Matthew here. Hello, who are you? Simon, yep, call the... Hello, Simon. Oh, Hello. I'm Hello, sorry, Simon. Simon. Did you ask your children... Does this six-week holiday seem like it's lasting forever? Or did you just guess that? No, they told me. Did they? All oh, right. They yeah, did. so that's yeah. you shot down yeah. the flames, that's, that's mate. Me, he pwned you there. That's me, sorted. Simon, listen, yeah. I appreciate that, and I, I, feel, um, I feel a little bit smug. I'm as clever as Einstein. Oh, yeah, you are, mate. Simon, bless you. Thank you very much indeed. Did you hear that, Colin? Ooh, what's this? No, not been listening. Right. I'm as clever as Einstein. Really? Simon just told me, yeah, I've come up wow. with Einstein's theory of relativity almost the same time as he did. Oh, well done. Yeah, did, did, you, did you know that? <laughs> the reason that, that time goes quicker when you're older... Hello, go Colin. On. Yeah, go on. Flipping heck. The reason that time goes qu- quicker when you're older, or feels like it... Well, I thought your, your 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 explanation was quite good. Yeah, that's the, it's it's the same as Einstein's. It's the theory of relativity. Oh right, it's too early for this. Yeah, it is. No, it's really not. Early. It's not. I really it's for a long seven. for a long time I've wanted to up the game here at BBC Three Counties Radio and make it an intellectual show. Haven't I, Kelly? Yes. There we go. Uh, and uh, that's what I'm doing, Colin. Now that Catherine's gone, she was um, like uh, a weight around my feet as I was swimming in the sea. Oh. What do oh. you want? Right, your report about the um, bird in the Tesco supermarket. Have you been smoking a little bit of wacky-backy? No. Drinking? No. Mainlining heroin? 
Um, is wrong, I'm afraid. Is it? Uh, they haven't killed it. Ah. Tesco uh, calls in marksmen got... to exterminate no. this seven-inch bird. They have got a licence to kill it. So they have killed it? No, but they have decided that uh, by the inter- intervention of Chris Packham um, to tr- get the no. BTO right. British Trust... Hang on a minute, Chris, Chris Packham, right, wants to save a wagtail. Chris Packham is the same Chris Packham who thinks that um, pandas should be left to die. I agree with him. But he needs to make his mind up. Is he for or again God's creatures? Oh, I didn't know about that, so I can't comment. But well done, um, Colin, because you've but read they, the... Yeah, hang on, no. The... Shh, 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 shh. You've read the story, whereas BBC uh, journalist Matthew Lockwood hadn't... I just read the headline. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Binks. Uh, I never read the papers anyway, right. so... Well, how did you get this story then, Colin? It was on... BBC Breakfast yesterday Was morning. it? Uh, yeah. we're, we're behind the times. We're way behind the times. Colin, thanks yeah. very much. I'm going to cut <laughs> okay. you off now, Colin. Bye. There we go. He's gone. BBC Introducing is produced by my mate Kelly Betts, who was on Radio 1 this week. Thanks, mate. I was, yeah. Yeah! I've never been on Radio 1. Still yeah, waiting. have. Innuendo bingo. Oh, yeah, it was Scott Mills. Hmm, another idea he took from me. Anyway... Um, so, you were on Radio 1, yes. Big Up BBC Introducing. Big Up. You produce it on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us what it is. And uh, Over to you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Introducing is every Saturday night. Saturday but do night, it quick. 8pm, 8pm. I mean, I'm being polite. People aren't that really, you know, so just... Showing off the uh, upcoming music scene from Beds, Hearts and Bucks. And each week we add a song to the playlist. This week is from a band called Tides. They're from sort of Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire. They're pop Well, punk. which are they from? Well, there's four of them, so they're sort of spread about, oh, spread about the place. cross borders. Yeah, man. Uh, this is their track, So Close.
are quite, um, well, it's not important, I think. Matt, what do you reckon? I mean, it's all right. I wish I had the words to kind of critique it and take it apart and put it back together again. You know that like they do in the papers? I thought it was good. Critics. Why do you need the words to do that? Well, they, mm, sound good when you're in the pub. You I know? thought that was good, Just. I thought that was fantastic. It sounds like a bit that. 80s, doesn't it? Yeah, good track. Yeah, we like that. Tides. Tides get the thumbs up fun award from me. <laughs> Double thumbs. <laughs> anyway, it's enough of that. Uh, you can hear more stuff like that on BBC Introducing Saturday evenings, 8 o'clock, produced by Kelly Betts. You're welcome. You're, I know. Justin! Mm. Man alive. I, I, I never thought I'd say this. When's Kath coming back? <laughs> Monday, I believe. Yeah, now, I've listen. been told it's next Wednesday. It's Monday. Uh, bicycle racing. Yes. What is what is going on? You know I'm not a fan of the bicycle, either used for transport or for the racing. What's going on mm. in Beds, Hearts and Bucks? Well, I have to say, um, Sir Bradley Wiggins is coming through the patch today. The legend that is Sir well. Bradley Wiggins. Um, he's coming through Princess Risborough, uh, the home of the big tour this week, of course. I was there yesterday in Princess Risborough talking about this big bike crisis. You'll hear that um, You'll hear that report after 7.30. All I'm going to say is, Ian, that the people there weren't particularly oh. happy about it. Really? It's then going to be going through to Hemel Hempstead, where I live. When I was driving into work this morning, loads of the roads, they've been shut off already for some bloke who looks like Paul Weller, and he's got sideburns. I have heard... Now, I don't know if this is true. I've heard that Bradley Wiggins... Sir Bradley sir, Wiggins... Yes, yes. ...can be a little bit... Um, Frosty? Yeah, grumps. A bit rude. Frosty grumps. Yeah. 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 Is this true? Uh, well, I've seen him a few times. It. I've seen him a few times interviewed. And let's just say he's somebody I wouldn't like to interview. Wowzers. Let's just put it that way. Wow. OK. Well, Just, can you take it to the streets for us? I'll take it to the streets, but I don't think anybody, um, based on my experience no. yesterday and what people have said to me overnight as well, I don't think anybody's going to be that bothered. I can't imagine people phoning you this morning saying, I'm going to be rushing out later on to see Sir Bradley Wiggins. I could be wrong. Justin, we'll put it out there. Thank you, mate. Speak to you later on. We've already established that you, uh, Matt, uh, not... Um, it sounded like Go West, didn't it? That's what it sounded like. Go West. Go West, cows. Go West. Um, you're not a fan of the bicycle, are you, in, in any form? Mm. Where's the excitement? No. And also, the bicycle racing and um, motor car racing, you stood there for three hours for 20 seconds of... Especially with the bikes, because they're not going to come round again, are they? So they're not going to go right. They're going to c- come past you, yep. and then that is it. They're yep. not going to come round again like they're doing for F one. Yeah. So, it's not fun to watch, but it's if you are the cyclist, it's nice to have that support there. Oh yeah, go go. So you're doing oh, it for yeah. someone else. Cycling. What they do is they write in chalk on the roads, don't they? Like go, Bradley Wiggins, go cycle, pedal faster. Don't put your brakes on unless you really need to slow down. Um, that, they put that kind of stuff on there. Oh. Is it free? You don't have to pay for this, do you? What, the chalk? The uh, cycling today. Do we know? Yeah, it's free. It's in the oh, streets. Oh, you see, there you go, then. You like it now, it's oh, free. Oh, yeah, it's free, isn't it? Yeah. Flip I'll it. go down and so, see it. So northern. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
M1 Luton Spur building a bit due to those roadworks between Junction 10A for Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. So far, checking in Brickett Wood, it's starting to look quite heavy on the speed sensors on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. In Boringwood on camera, the Barnet Bypass starting to build up, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Do expect some delays on the M25 between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11 as those major roadworks continue there. There's a lane closed on the M40 at Junction 5 for Stoken Church. That's due to some bridge maintenance work taking place. So far on the trains, everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Hey, it's seven o'clock already. Time's going quicker for us because we're old. But the kids, this show is probably really, really dragging on. Coming up, trains, bikes and buckets. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, new train operator promising better service. Body of missing man found in Milton Keynes Lake and Bedfordshire woman killed in mountaineering accident. BBC Three Counties Radio. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. More from Matt Lockwood. Govia is promising a £430 million investment in the franchise over its seven-year term with new trains, 10,000 more seats and a restructured timetable and station improvements. Rail unions criticised the initial decision saying flashy trains would also mean fewer staff although the government's dismissed the claims as scaremongering. An investigation is underway in Milton Keynes after the body of a young man who went missing in the early hours of Monday morning was discovered in Thursden Lake. 21-year-old Alex Todd Weller from Shenleybrook End was last seen leaving Pink Punters nightclub in Fenny Stratford. Superintendent Jez Chiarelio says at the present time they're not treating his death as suspicious. There's clearly a procedure that we need to go through uh, so the area's been cordoned off. Uh, forensic uh, experts are there conducting uh, some analysis so that we can establish exactly what happened to Alex. The body needs to be formally identified and then we'll try and establish a cause of death um, for a report to the coroner. Oscar Pistorius will find out this morning whether he's to be found guilty of culpable homicide for the killing of his girlfriend Reva Steenkamp. The judge will continue delivering her verdict in the High Court in Pretoria after yesterday saying the prosecution had failed to prove its charge of premeditated murder. Police in Milton Keynes are appealing for witnesses after an 84-year-old woman was killed in a road crash yesterday lunchtime. She was a passenger in a Ford Fiesta which was in collision with another car and a van on the H9 Groveway at the junction with Simpson Drive at around ten past one. The driver of the Fiesta, a man in his 80s, was taken to Milton Keynes Hospital with serious injuries. Police investigating the alleged sexual exploitation of girls in Aylesbury have arrested another man. The 37-year-old from Bradford was arrested yesterday. Ten men have so far been charged with alleged offences between 2007 and 2009. A woman who was killed while mountain climbing in Scotland has been named as Jane Dool from Leighton Buzzard. The 61-year-old was hit on the head by a falling rock. More from Lee Agnew. 
Mrs Dool was among a group of six hill walkers climbing in pairs in the Cairngorms on Tuesday, September the 2nd. As she and her climbing partner made the ascent up a ridge, she was struck by a falling boulder. A rescue attempt was made involving the mountain rescue team and a Royal Navy helicopter, but they were unable to resuscitate her. A 14-year-old boy has been arrested on suspicion of arson after a dog's home in Manchester was destroyed by fire. 60 dogs are believed to have died in the blaze, but more than 150 were rescued. The actor Sir Donald Sindon has died at his home at the age of 90. He made his name on stage as a Shakespearean actor and appeared in more than 70 film and TV productions. In sports, Cycling's Tour of Britain comes to Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire today. Stage six finishes this afternoon in Hemel Hempstead. It starts this morning in Bath. The weather, a dry day with some bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 20 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a beautiful little town. Yeah, really green and peaceful. All this week, we're discovering Prince's Risborough. Filled with lovely people. People who have got a great sense of community. Exploring where you live. And there are some nice walks in the area. White leaf up the top is very nice. Walking, cycling, yeah, lots to offer. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Vietnam. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday. It's nearly the weekend, guys, guys, guys. Kells? Guys? You eating a biscuit? A really dry one. A really dry ginger biscuit? Yeah. Not, not a ginger knob. What do they call them? Cob knob. No, a no. ginger... Ginger nut. It's not ginger nuts. It's like it? a really dry biscuit with, like, real stem ginger in. Yeah. Be honest, it's horrible. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much. That's Kelly Betts. She's producing today while Catherine Boyle is off. Lots to talk about on the show. Trains. Bikes. And buckets. And work it. And push it. And hard. And back. Fitness class, isn't it? Anyway, if you want to take part in any of this, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. But first, guys, some exciting news. Are you ready? Are you ready, Kels? Mm, I'm ready. You're still eating that biscuit? Yeah. Same mouthful? No. Hmm. The Thameslink line, which runs from Bedford and through Luton and St Albans down to Brighton, is going to be under new management from this Sunday. So that's good. Govia has won the contract to run the service for the next seven years, taking over from First Capital Connect. Well, Justin Dealey has been speaking to commuters at Luton train station this morning. Sir, First Capital Connect are going as of Sunday. What's your thoughts on that? About time too. Hopeless company. All they're interested in is profit, not in the customer. So you've got a good feeling about Govia then? I wouldn't say a good feeling to see how they get on, because we don't know. It's early days. Come on, is it really that bad here? It's terrible. It's hopeless. They're not a very good company at all. They should have gone ages ago. Sam, 
Well, when I say first Capital Connect, what straight away comes into your mind? Just no seats whatsoever. It's just constantly packed all the time. Drives me insane, to be honest, because it's quite expensive as well. It's about 20, uh, 25 quid a ticket. So you must be delighted about this change then, Govia, as of Sunday. I look forward to it. Hopefully it's so much better than what it is at the moment, to be honest. Can it get any worse? Oh, I don't think so. It's like really bad. Sometimes, well, most of the time, delays. Um, too expensive, train smell, not big, not big enough. Well, as of Sunday, First Capsule Connect will be no more. The new service will be run by Govia. Mm-hmm. Are you excited about that prospect? Well, hopefully. If it gets me to work on time without me being late and docked every day, then I'll be happy with that, I suppose. Well, that was Justin Dealey speaking to uh, commuters. We can speak now to Arthur Taylor, who chairs Bedford Commuters Association. Morning, Arthur. Good morning. What, what is the change going to mean in practical terms, do we think? Well, hopefully all uh, continual improvements have been made in, in, in recent months, and that's what we'll be looking forward to, is, is more improvements, more trains, more seats, so that uh, more people can actually get a seat instead of stand. Under First uh, Capital Connect, one of the most hated train companies in the country, wasn't it? The, the, the various hate websites and Twitter uh, accounts, the whole franchise has a terrible reputation for running late and cancelling targets... Things can only get better, can't they? Well, hopefully, yes. And this is what we'll be looking uh, towards, that the the service reliability, etc., does does improve. And that's going to be the main object, hopefully, of this uh, new franchise, um, big improvements. Are Govia any good at running trains? Well, as far as we can understand, obviously, at the moment, they run trains south of the river. Yes, they do uh, run trains uh, very well. Um... Do people really care about this, Arthur? Is it, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things, it's, it's kind of being touted as a big story, and I'll be speaking to the head of uh, um, Govia, or, or one of the heads for Monday's show, but do people really care about this, as long as they get from A to B? Uh, well, yes, they do care, because obviously they pay a lot of money, and um, they expect to be able to uh, get on the train, get a seat, and it, and it runs to time. Um, especially if you're going to work, and, and also in the evening coming home. You don't like being delayed. Nobody likes being delayed. And so a good, reliable service is what people want. There is talk of um, uh, Wi-Fi, uh, that longer trains, more seats, uh, better services, possibly more trains. It's all going to impact on the ticket price, isn't it? it? It'll be the commuters who end up paying for this. Well, yeah, obviously the, um, the, the fare box uh, is used to... Uh, provide the investment for all these new trains um, and new infrastructure. But uh, hopefully um, we'd expect that uh, fares, if they got to go up, they would uh, go up no more than CPI. Didn't they just uh, announce this week that, that new train fares wouldn't go up more than the flight of inflation, the rate of inflation? Yes, the government announced that uh, the maximum... 2%. Increase- yeah, it, it is uh, going to be 2.5%. Right. OK, OK. Well, is there a part of you, Arthur, that's sad to see First Capital Connect go? In some ways. I mean, um, uh, they leave the franchise in a better state than in actual fact than what it was when they, they took over. Really? Yeah, and they have actually made um, some improvements. 
we're not there yet. There's lots of other improvements that need to be made. But certainly over the last 18 months, things are gradually getting better. And hopefully with all this new investment, with the Thamesink program, with new trains, etc., by 2018, we should have a much better service. Arthur, appreciate your time. Arthur Taylor, who chairs Bedford Commuters Association. And that was your 7 o'clock Govia taking over the Thameslink line news. That was the wrong thing. Should we do that again, Kels? Yeah, do that oh, again. Okay, do it again. That was the 7 o'clock... That was the 7 o'clock Govia taking over the Thameslink line news. <laughs> That was such a good musical choice. Such a good musical yeah, but why choice. But why are you in my studio? It's exciting, isn't it? That is, it makes me want to stay. OK, well, it stopped playing now, so I'm hoping that makes you want to go. OK. Has he won a competition to be here or something? What on earth is going on? But now he's going to come in here. Good. Dennis! Good morning. Good morning, Dennis! Good morning. Good morning, Dennis. Right, relativity. Yes. What? Relativity. Oh, it turns out I know about the the theory of relativity. I'm as clever as Einstein, if not more so. No, Einstein was a nutter because time has stopped for him. Well, he's dead, yes. It's going to stop for you soon, then. Well, of course it is. Every morning I get out of bed and I kick the bucket in my bedroom. Yeah. And every morning it hurts. The morning I get up and kick it and it doesn't hurt, I'll know I've kicked the bucket. Okay. Well, we just just let it get old, sod it. I'm playing it out to the bitter end. OK, well, I'm I'm a, I'm boy, well we feel like we're living your dying days with you, no, Dennis. Con- congratulations to Kerry. I'm going to adopt her as one of my granddaughters. She's brilliant. Oh, thanks, Steve. Dennis. You, and Ian, you leave her alone. I'm not touching her. I'm going to be protecting it from now on. Why are you saying congratulations to her? What for? Because she's now become producer. For a day, and it's only because Barry Caffrey wasn't available. For a day, that's more than you've done. No, I'm presenting it. I'm number one. Yeah, you're, you're presenting it, but you don't produce it. You well, do as you're told. kind of did today. <laughs> Dennis, great, great, great fun, Bance. Sorry? Anything else? No, just to say goodbye. Ta-ta. You, you know you're only here because Barry Caffrey wasn't available. I love Dennis. Steve! Good morning, Steve! Good morning. What have you got for us, boss? Well, I was watching three old sitcoms last night. You are watching three old sitcoms? OK. No, some of the old sitcoms. Why don't they put them on? I mean, they're not as, um, was as the word that we keep throwing around this country, racist. It wasn't that racist. I watched Love Line Neighbour last night. All right. And it was, it was equal to belittling the white person as well as... You know, saying stuff to the black person. Well, that's that's the argument that is used in defence of of that program. That uh, it, it was inverted racism, and it was in fact showing up the white neighbour. Uh, for I've never seen it, but it, uh, from what well, I've heard, it wasn't very funny. It, but, yeah, but at the time that it was made, also people didn't know how to deal with other people coming from other countries. I suspect. Yeah, but it wasn't uh, very funny. The apparently, that's the key thing. Surely. Well, it was. It wasn't hilarious. Well, then why would, they show, why would they show it again, just to prove a point? Well, no, well, yeah, because just because cause everyone says, you know, uh, who else is there? There's, um, there's a few other that have gone out of the edge. So let's, um, let's show an old uh, sitcom that will be vaguely contentious, but not very funny. What's, what's the point in that? 
Well, no, because you won't, because the BBC and everybody else is, oh, everything's racist, all these old uh, sitcoms are racist or no, biased no, no. towards no, whatever. No, 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 Steve, I'm not saying it's racist. I've not seen it. I don't know if it's racist or not. I'm saying it's not very funny. That that should be the, 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 the prime concern here as to whether it's repeated. You yourself said it's not very funny. Well, why would no, we it's, show it's, an old... It's, it's, it's sort of funny. It's sort of say, funny. It's not hilarious. It's not hilarious well, then why would we show it again? <laughs> hey, well, do you know who directed? To, to prove a point, really? Why, we don't, why would we show? A pro- why would anyone show a program to prove a point? Well, because every time I speak to you or anyone with a BBC or any other people that are sort of uh, above my station, the word racist always comes out as soon as we protest. Doesn't always come out. No, it doesn't always come out. Sometimes, no, sometimes well, you're a little bit racist. <laughs> no, sometimes you are a little bit racist, but not always. Sometimes you make quite good points. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but you say racist, you, you don't fully understand. When you just say racist, it's not because. People don't like other people come to the country. It's what happens when they get here. And the government, and they, che- they treat minorities as the favourite child in the family. No, and they, they don't. People. Yeah, they do. Where? They when? They do. They when? give laws. You can't say anything to someone, you're racist. Yeah, but you can't. You can, well, yeah. Yeah, you can call someone a fat boy or a git, right? But yeah. you can't call them the other words because it's Good. racist. Good. Why should it be parental well, treatment for one well, group then, then, to another? Then, then, Steve, then, Steve, what we need... You also can't call someone, a, a, you know, a queer old so-and-so. You know, we, we are bringing... Yeah, but, yeah, but we are, Steve, Steve, are you protecting people? Steve, Why are you yeah. protecting minority groups? Steve. If they want to be treated oh, the same, there should be no laws from... They should no, be treated exactly no, the same. You're abso- no, you're, this is where you're absolutely wrong, OK? Right, all right, then. And I'll explain why if you button it for a second. If they want to be treated the same, then we should be bringing in more laws to protect those people that aren't protected. We shouldn't get rid of all laws that protect various minorities just because not everyone is protected. We should be looking at those other people that may need our protection and questioning why there aren't laws to protect them and then perhaps introduce those laws. And it's easy easy to say, oh, we shouldn't let... um, we shouldn't let Pakistanis have laws that stop people calling them the P-word. Of course we should. You're, you're, not, uh, you're not prone to the types of abuse and offence that, that Pakistani people have suffered for several years in this country. Of course we are. It works both ways. They it call does. Us white, hold on, they call us white onkies. I'm sure Steve. they call our women other stuff. Steve, well, Steve, Steve, no one said the word honky since 1978, so well, that's a lie. <laughs> that, you know that's nonsense, mate. Come on. Well, they don't and like what? us any more than we like them. But why so, you don't li- so you don't like Pakistanis? Not because we're... But not because do you, you don't like... Because you don't, promote. You don't promote. like... What do Pakistanis promote that you don't like? Well, they promote a different culture. They try and push Sharia law onto our country. No, no, Steve, Steve, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go because you're talking absolute balls there, mate. Well, they don't try and promote Sharia law. Yes, some of them do. A significant number of them don't, of course. And you just said you don't like Pakistanis. Well, that sounds to me, at best, xenophobic, at worst, a bit racist. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M25, heading anti-clockwise. Very slow moving at the moment between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also very slow between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. In Brickettwood, very heavy moving at the moment on the sensors on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. And on camera, the Barnet Bypass, that's looking rather slow, heading at southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far on the departure boards for the trains, everything's running to time across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. 
7.17, it's Friday the 12th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. An investigation is underway in Milton Keynes after the body of a young man who went missing on Monday was discovered in Versden Lake. And Cycling's Tour of Britain comes to this region today with Stage 6 finishing this afternoon in Hemel Hempstead. Is anyone bothered by that? BBC Three Counties Radio. Tomorrow afternoon, we'll bring you four home games and two away games. Surely a shot from Pitt, and he's coming in! There'll be live commentary on Stevenage, MK Dons, Luton and Watford. Hunting, he scores! In front of the rookery end! Luke Rooney with a speculative effort from the left-hand side. Deli Alli curls it into the corner of the net. As well as regular reports from Wickham. Hayes in the penalty chair, right foot his body goal! Fantastic strike by Paul Hayes! Plus, it's Bedford Blues' first home game of the new championship season. And the Blues well on top here. All the action live as it happens in Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ice bucket challenge. It, it, it seems to be subsiding. This national preoccupation. Oh, I nominate you. Oh, I nominate you. Oh, I no- do you know what you're nominating me for? To have ice put on your head, but why? Because it's fun. There's a chat. There's a charity. Do you know what the charity is? No, I don't. Sick of it. Tired of it. I refused to do it. I think. I think it's borderline bullying. You see a video on Facebook and it's it's your mate saying, I nominate Ian, Steve and Tony to do the ice bucket challenge. It's bullying. If you don't do it, although a growing number of people are refusing to do it, well, then you're, you're, you're looked at, uh, uh, as less than. There's something wrong with you. Well, new research shows that while one in six Britons say they've taken part in the ice bucket challenge, only one in ten have donated to a worthy cause as a result. So is this and other stunts like this, are they actually working? We can speak now to Susan Gashak, who's a charity worker in Watford. Morning, Susan. Morning, Ian. You're not a fan of the Ice Bucket Challenge. Why not? Um, I'm not a fan because I I work for a small charity and um, I look at these stunts and I I see them and people spend hours preparing them. I mean, did anyone see the guy who chucked a skip full of water over his head for the Ice Bucket Challenge? Oh, yes, I did see that, yes. Uh, But they spent hours composing it, doing it, when actually, rather than giving their money, they could be giving their time to charity. Because in the charity sector, we are crying out for volunteers. And it's not all about stunts. It's about us saying thank you as as charities to people who give their time. And we'd much rather sometimes have their time than watch them have a skip full of water tucked over their head. For most people, you know, the, the, the skip is an exception. And for most people, it's a quick thing. They've kind of had a few beers. Should we do the ice bucket challenge? Yeah, go on. And it, it, it's half an hour. A lot of people don't have the time to, to, to spare. Uh, so if they can do something to A, promote a charity and B, raise a five or a ten or whatever... That's got to be good, hasn't it? I mean, it is good, but you're right in what you said earlier. It did become borderline bullying. I mean, I, was, I, I did the Ice Bucket Challenge in a very different way. I did a video saying that I was going to refuse to do the Ice Bucket oh. Challenge because I wanted people to volunteer and think about smaller charities rather than just the big ones. 
um, because there are lots of small charities in, in your neighbourhood. But I had friends getting in touch after I did that video saying, oh, well done you, because my son, who's 10, was nominated, and he now feels guilty because he doesn't have enough pocket money to be able to donate. Oh, gosh, that's that's not good. I know that um, Catherine Boyle, who's sometimes producer here, her two-year-old was nominated. Oh, goodness. Oh, there was there was a two-year-old. I don't know if you saw this one. I did see two, that one. two-year-old that had some extremely blue language. The two-year-old from Birmingham who, who dropped the F-bomb. I know, we yes. discussed it. Incredible. Um, it, 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 it's one of those things... That, I think the tide feels like it's turning on this. I know there was the no-makeup selfie, which was really successful, raised a lot of money. Um, although, saying that, I can't remember what it was for. I'm going to say breast cancer, but I don't think it was. I think it was cancer research. Cancer research, OK. And I know lots of women felt bullied into doing that, but they still did it. Is the tide turning with these big kind of viral stunts? I mean, I, I think it is slightly. I think people are now feeling a little bit more able to say, no, I'm not going to do this, and these are my reasons why. And I know that a lot of my friends refuse to do it. But what we've got to do is watch that charity is ensure that charities have the ability to raise money and that we do do fun things i mean viral things sometimes are fun but we've always got to watch that they don't turn into bullying and by nominating people and tagging them on facebook so that it starts appearing in their field in their feed go on susan you can do it well <laughs> yes, done. i can do it it's too early, too early in the morning, in the morning. Yep. um that it appears in their feed and and then they feel guilty and feel that they have to do it I think that's wrong. I mean, everyone should be given an opt-out and to have the confidence to be able to say no. But I'm not saying let's not raise money for charity because I I know on a day-to-day basis I'm grateful of every cheque that drops through the door in the morning. Now, so what charity are you you working with at the moment? I work for a charity called Larches Community and we help adults with learning disabilities in southern part of Hertfordshire. I've got a friend friend who um, does stuff with Larch and they do some pretty amazing stuff, don't they? Yes, yes. I mean, we're, we're just reworking some of the things that we're doing but we provide only seven percent of adults with learning disabilities are actually in work and we're now providing services to try and help get them into the workplace because they deserve to work as well rather than being shut in care homes how are charities doing generally do we know at the moment in terms of finance because we always hear that when um uh, times are hard then charities seem to suffer quite badly in terms of, of, of help from the government and help from the public? We, we have suffered enormously. I mean, yeah. we rely a lot on trust funds, but of course the trust funds, because there's not the, retur- the investment returns coming at the moment, don't have that much money. And we rely on individuals. But it, it is tough because it's the first area to go, and we provide so many services that government can't. So if you can support, especially small local charities... Please look them up on the Charities Commission because there are lots and lots of charities in everyone's local area that people just haven't heard of. Susan, thank you very much for your time this morning. Nice to uh, speak to you. Susan Gashak, charity worker in Watford, 08459 455555. I guess a kind of question off the back of the the, the Ice Bucket Challenge uh, uh, in particular is, has it put you off supporting charities a little bit? Has it kind of made you a bit... Because there has been a backlash against the Ice Bucket Challenge. We talked about this the other week. People not knowing what it's for and, and people refusing to do it. I've refused to do it. Has it put you off? Um, has it put you off uh, giving to charity? And also, have you done the Ice Bucket Challenge and not given any money? It's put me off going on Facebook. I'm, well. Streams and streams. I mean, it's great that it is raising 
Well, yeah, if it does. Awareness. I was um, nominated, but I just donated, and my friends were furious. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, they felt that I wasn't doing my bit to oh. spread the word. Well, hang on a minute. You're mentioning it on a flipping radio station. What have they done? Put a video on Facebook that's been seen by 28 people. Losers. Yeah. Your friends are losers. One of them did it three times and now has bronchitis. <laughs> Is there a charity for that one? I think there may be some way, yes. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. That echo needs to be, to be fixed. The echo. The echo! Do you mind? Sorry? Do you mind? DMI? Do you mind? DMI? Do you mind? DMI? Do you mind? Let's get out of this cave and talk about it. Hang on a second. I want to go in the box. Put me in the box. All right, I'll put you in the box. Hang on, here we go. I'm in the box now, am I? Yes. Do you mind? DMI? Do you mind? What? You were going, ah! Come out of the box and talk to me. It's ridiculous you being in there. Right, I'm coming out of the box. You're out now. Stop shouting. All right. Going, ah, in my ear. It's, it's kind of my job is to shout. No, you don't have to shout. You're talking. All right, mate. You're talking to your audience. I know you've been in radio a long time. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, every now and again, it's always good to get some feet. And how long have you been in radio format? Oh, several days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boom, boom. Boom, shakalak. Find your body. Have we found anybody, uh, Kelly, yet, who is a fan of bicycle racing? Has anybody called in to say, yep, I'm going to be there supporting Sir Bradley Sideburns uh, and all the other mod cyclists? Have we had anybody yet? Let's have a look at the text. I'm talking to Kelly. No. Let's have a look at the text. Okay, Matt. Matt. So these texts from Simon, Dennis, and... Complaining about first Capital Connect trains, Jodie in Bedford. So nobody's talking about cyclists now. No one, no one cares. I don't think anyone does care. No. We'll speak to Justin uh, uh, in a little bit to um, to find out exactly what's going on. And I know that um, I think Nick and Roberto are, are both um, going to be uh, at various stages of the cycle race later on today, and that, that's good for them. I don't get it. I don't get the excitement. I don't get the excitement. Well, well you can get very close to them, can't you, the cyclists? You, you, you're literally... So what? ...a metre away from them. I can get, so cl- I can get close to a, a stone. It don't make me excited. Yeah, but the stone just stays put, whereas a cyclist no, could... if I throw it at you? No, no, because you wouldn't throw it at me, because you have more respect for me than, than that. I've got literally <laughs> no you respect, respect for you. respect for me. You do. You do. Um, this is weird. It's weird that Matt's threatening you, but not looking at you. Yeah. I can't look at you. Well, you can if you Your turn... Your face is hideous. OK. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Is there anybody out there? I mean, it's a big sporting event. The cycle race is coming... The cycle race, I don't even know what it's called, is coming to Beds, Hearts, or indeed Bucks. Is anybody excited? 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
the M1 Luton Spur, building a bit on the speed sensors at the moment between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. So far this morning, the M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather heavy moving on the sensors between Junction 21 at the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also anti-clockwise, rather heavy between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. In Brickywood, very slow moving at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. And so far looking at the trains, everything seems to be running well across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. An investigation is underway in Milton Keynes after the body of a young man who went missing in the early hours of Monday morning was discovered in Thurston Lake. 21-year-old Alex Todd Weller was last seen leaving Pink Punters nightclub in Fenny Stratford. And Oscar Pistorius will find out this morning whether he's to be found guilty of culpable homicide for the killing of his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp, after being cleared yesterday of premeditated murder. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Cycling's Tour of Britain comes to Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire today. Stage six starts this morning in Bath and finishes this afternoon in Hemel Hempstead. Sir Bradley Wiggins is sixth overall, 27 seconds behind the race leader. His former British road race champion, Matt Stevens. We've got over 100 riders uh, thundering through those uh, small, narrow country lanes. So as well as being an interesting rate, r- race route from an elevation perspective, it's very technical. So riders are going to be really have, have to be on their metal uh, before they head uh, down that long finish straight into Hemel. It's going to be a very, very exciting day. And you can follow today's action with Nick Coffer in Princess Risborough from 12 and Roberto Peroni in Hemel from 3. In tomorrow's football, Watford play their first match under new manager Oscar Garcia at Charlton. The first game with a new club always is, uh, is amazing, it's, a, it's a special. I would prefer to, to have played at home, but uh, I, w- I will be happy to see 3,000 of our fans uh, at the Charlton Stadium. Milton Keynes Dons are away to Barnsley. In League Two, Luton host unbeaten Cheltenham. Wickham are home to Mansfield. And Stevenage manager Graham Westley is still unhappy with their recent treatment by referees ahead of the home game with Shrewsbury. Small clubs suffer in the, you know, big clubs, you know, tend to bring crowd pressures onto officials. And, you know, it's, e- it's easy to understand why an official can be influenced by, you know, a bigger crowd or a bigger environment or, or a bigger voice. It's human, isn't it, for a, an official not to want you know, a big club manager to say bad stuff about him. It could affect his career. And tickets for next year's Rugby World Cup go on general sale today under a ballot system. Milton Keynes is hosting three matches next October with France against Canada, Samoa against Japan and Fiji against a playoff winner. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, what are we talking about? The Ice Bucket Challenge. Be honest. Right. Be honest. Have you done it and not given any money? You just do it for a laugh. Be honest. And has it put you off charities a little bit? Because it does seem quite um, obnoxious is not the right word. Aggressive. It is bullying, isn't it? We've discussed this before. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It is, it is a form of bullying. Uh, and I think the kind of backlash... I think that we might start seeing kind of smaller 
stunts to raise money for charity. These big stunts, I think, uh, have perhaps seen their, their day. Their time has passed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'll be honest, Catherine Boyle, producer, is not here today. We're a little bit rudderless. And that's I say that with respect to you, Kelly, but, but really we're um, kind of just floating in the sea here. Yeah, swimming nicely. Well, no. Yeah? I would say that we're drowning ever so slightly. Why? Well, we, OK, give us a phone in. What's gone wrong? 08459 455 She's brilliant. She's brilliant. I asked, I received. What's gone wrong? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Just that is brilliant, isn't <laughs> That's it? A great one, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you take that to the streets a bit later on? I think I might do. Yeah, absolutely. What's gone wrong? Tell me now. <laughs> Fair play. I'm not Kelly. Charles <laughs> be a fine thing. Uh, no, I'm not Kelly. Charles be a fine thing. No, seriously, I'm not Kelly. Charles be a fine thing. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not Kelly. Charles. Anyway, I say things about Kelly, but actually that was brilliant. Gold, absolute she, gold. But what has gone wrong? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Welcome. It's been a lovely show so far. All right, Mum. Now, Justin. Mm. Cyclists. I don't really... I mean, Simon was, was explaining this story in the news, and I kind of drifted off into a world where bicycles didn't exist. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get them as modes of transport particularly. Yeah. Uh, I certainly don't get it as a sporting event. Mm-hmm. Bit dull, isn't it? What's happening? Uh, the Tour of Britain. A lot of people very, very excited about this, Ian. And, of course, today, very much local. Uh, Sir Bradley Wiggins, the oh. legend that is, apparently, um, he's going to be cycling through Prince's Risborough, the home of our big tour this week. Nick Coffer is going to be live from Princess Risborough, and it's then going to be ending home up... Home of in, the big tour. Home of the big tour, and it's then going to be ending up in Hemel Hempstead, my town, which is where Roberto Peroni will be broadcasting Not live from Not home of later. the big tour, but home of the big Justin Daly. Yes, absolutely. I mean, well, when I was driving to work this morning, in a number of the roads were closed off yeah. already, um, but I wanted to see just how excited people are about this. Is there going to be anybody listening who's going to be rushing out today to see Wigo. So I went to Princess Risborough. Home of the Big Tour. Home of the Big Tour to see if people are excited about seeing Sir Bradley Wiggins today. It didn't go very well. Here's what happened. Yeah, very good. I shan't be watching it. Not interested in rubbish. Rubbish? Yeah, rubbish. Sir Bradley Wiggins, rubbish. Too much, too much hype. I don't know who Bradley Wiggins is. He looks a bit like Paul Weller. He's got sideburns. Right. And he rides a bike. Oh, okay. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. You don't seem to be very enthusiastic no, about well, this. I mean, the, the world's talking about this. Well, they may be talking about it, but I, have, I haven't got a foggiest idea who he is, so... Hey, sir, from Ian Lee's show, spreading the love today. Bradley Wiggins, what do you think about him? No, not interested. Tell us how excited you are about seeing Sir Bradley Wiggins, madam. (laughs) 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 You're going to be coming out to wave at him, yeah? Yes, I am, definitely. Tell us why. Oh, because I like like all that kind of thing. She likes to support. And I like to support, yeah. Sir Bradley Wiggins. Oh, that's a very good idea. I think he's a cyclist, isn't he? He is a cyclist, yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm more of a cricket fan than rather than a cyclist. Yeah, I knew fan, that was coming. Know? I knew that was coming. So, I mean, uh, if there was some uh, cricketer, you know, who was coming here, probably I would even skip work, mm. and you know, I would I would be here. But, but for Bradley, you can't be bothered. I'm not very keen on cycling. That's so all. If I Ian Botham was here, fully closed, of course. If he was here, you would skip work. I didn't say I would skip work, yes, but you said I, so. I, well, it depends on the cricketer, but uh, I would consider it, but not for Bradley Wiggins. Never heard of him. 
What, the cyclist with the sideburns and the tight light crap? Never heard of him. What's your message to people like Paul Scoynes, our political reporter, who thinks it's perfectly normal to go around wearing tight lycra, going around different town centres every weekend? Terrible. Look, I don't think they look nice. You can near, near enough see everything belong to them, especially when they sit here and they're having something to eat. Don't like it at all. Nope, not interested in cycling. Is it not good for Princess Risper though? Well, they're going to be here for about two minutes. Never heard of it. No, no, no it's a person, Sir Bradley Wiggins. Oh, uh, him. Yeah, he's all right. He's good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> your chips? Yeah, lovely. Hang on a minute. Chips? Mm. Hang on a minute. He's gone from never heard of him to, uh, yeah, he's good. He's all right, yeah. I think he's more interested in his fish and chips. <laughs> now, one person who is excited by Bradley Wiggins, it's our political reporter, Paul Scoynes. Good morning, Paul. Morning, Ian. You heard um, the uh, voice of Beds, Hearts and Bucks there. No one gives a stuff about him, mate. Well, it's not strictly true, is it? One person gave the stuff. We all know Justin's uh, sort of mathematical formula for going and speaking to people on the street. So, yeah, it was unlikely that that anyone was going to come out in favour of the bike race. But it is a growing sport in terms of popularity in the country. More people are watching it on television. And and, and after the Olympics, of course, more people got on their bikes. So this will probably be uh, quite a positive thing. And I can't believe you said it's not a viable form of transport. What a ridiculous thing to say is absolutely well, absurd let's address let's address say. those things one at a time and we'll tag team him if you want just i'll go yeah, first yeah no worries um you say yeah that's balance well done good good it's boring isn't it mm. is that addressed to me mm. yes no it, it's not boring tell me what make me feel passionate about it cycling okay well, a, a bike race um, is a hundred and sometimes up to two hundred people crammed into a tiny bit of road, uh, who are then trying to get to one single point at the, know before what a, the I, other. I know what a race is, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I understand you, the concept okay, I, of a I, I race. Know, until you've actually seen them go past at fifty miles an hour. Oh, fifty! Uh, wow, I was doing that in my car this morning. Maybe even a bit more. Do you see what I'm saying? And also, if you're stood at the side of the road, that's two minutes. You're stood there for three hours for two minutes of tight, it firm It is exhilarating. Buttocks. It is exhilarating. It's exhilarating watching people go past that speed. What about, like you, you, what about when that lady... You, know when you, stand, you know when you stand by a, a, a train line and the train goes past and it's a bit sort of nervous because it comes a bit close and it, the wind and everything. Nervous, it's a bit like that. Nice. What about what that lady was saying about when deviants like you and your lycra sit down and have some lunch and she can see everything? Well, that's She can see the racism. jacket potato. <laughs> it's the last acceptable form of racism. Oh, don't really bring that word into this show, for goodness sakes, Paul. You know no, what that's... It's what it is, Ian. It's plain and simple. It's people, you know... Well, so what? If you, look, we've been... You've, you've, you've had a go at me before for wearing lycra. Yeah. I've explained my reasons. Oh, it's uh, disgusting. I'm not going to go through it again. Justin, Justin you, you drive yeah. around every day. What about using bikes as transport, Justin? No chance. Because I want to feel safe. And what I would say on this particular... Well, that's account, ridiculous. Hang on a second, it's, Paul. It's hang not on dangerous. a second. Okay. Oh. What I would say, luckily on our programme, we let our audience speak. Most radio stations, they are scared to go out onto the streets, OK? We have been to Princess Risborough. Sir Bradley Wiggins is going to be there today. Nobody cares at all. Nobody has phoned the programme to say that we're rushing out today to Princess Risborough or Hemel Hempstead. Paul, I've got to say, we are... Are very much local we are very much vocal the people that we have spoken to they don't care i'm sorry they don't care well look i what can i say i, I can't say anything i'm not saying it's it's not you know in tune with what your listener wants but 
is vastly popular out on the you know I'm watching on the television loads of people have coming out onto the onto the streets through every town will that you the be race coming out today to. paul i am yeah i'm going to be coming out later on good for you Hmm. It's not a safe form of transport, though, is it? Bicycles, the roads... You know, maybe 100 years ago when cars weren't that popular, but now it's, it's a car's world, Paul. <laughs> well, it, it, statistically, you're wrong. You well, know, Statistically, is, I'm right. <laughs> I, I, I've seen more cars today than I... Statistically, you're massive. No, statistically, you're massively wrong. Jeez, I have seen more cars today than bikes. Facts. Yeah, but that's not the Facts. same argument. You were just saying it was a, not a safe form of transport. Facts. And then you're saying you've seen more people. Well, OK, yeah, well done. I've seen more... Do you think I've they should stand more. down from their jobs? <laughs> I've seen more cats ball. today instead of dogs. That's a fact. Well, I've seen more cats today instead of why? dogs. I don't know why you're deviating from the subject. Cats are irrelevant to this. <laughs> You're I deviating because you're a deviant, and then basically the, the 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 number of people who um, who are injured compared to the number of people who actually do cycling is the, the, is minuscule. Well, what are the stats then, Paul? You claim to know them. What are the number of people? I who don't are claim to know compared them. Compared to quotes, small. the number of people who do cycling, who cycle, but <laughs> might find that a bit more useful in, in future arguments about it. What are the stats, Thanks. Paul? You've just you've just said that that, that they're, they're insignificant. So go on. What are the figures? They are insignificant. Well, what are I they? I can't give you the figures. Because well, you don't I know can't them. Give you the figures. Because you're plucking figures out of your, dare I say it, your bum. <laughs> I owned him there, didn't I, They're just? not from there. Very they're good. Not, they're not from there. If, if, if you were here, Just, I'd totally be high-fiving you now. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Superb. Paul, that was great. Great bants. Yeah, it was rubbish. You were rubbish. I'm with Matt, actually, on this. What? I'm with Matt Lockwood on this. No, hang on. Matt doesn't like bicycles, mate. Right, there are nearly two million people cycling once a week in this country. Right, how many of those people are getting falling off their bike and getting injured, or you know? I don't know. You tell cars? me. That's your argument. It's a really small me. number. Well, I don't what, know, what but it's not two million. What about? It's not okay. two million. All right, all it's right. not two million, mate. All right, all right. It's not even like a million. It's not even like five five hundred thousand. All right, you know, okay. Smaller than okay. that. Okay. What about those perverts? Your stats are wrong. You don't even have the stats, and you no, said it's a really dangerous you've, sport. You've, you've brought stats up, mate. Not me. No, you haven't said stats. You said stats. You said it's really dangerous. It's not a sustainable form of transport, which is wrong. Well, why isn't it? Tell me. Thanks for your time. You can't. You're up. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. of any other content we're asking what went wrong 08459 455 555 Gary's in London morning Gary good morning boss how you doing good thanks what went wrong uh, I, I bought some new shoes recently uh, nice ones uh, shiny uh, but unfortunately they're too tight and I've got blisters on my feet so I've had to sell them did you try did you try them on in the shop no I bought them online oh oh no no yeah. no, no 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 this is hang on Matt's, Matt Matt do not buy things online. Go to the shop. Try them on in the uh, shop. That's, that, that's, I, yeah. I, I know that now. Yeah. Well, it's obvious, mate. Yeah. Was your mum not, because you need your mum there to press whoa, your toe and whoa, see if you're going to grow whoa. into it or not. Why are you bringing your mum into it, man? Because um, you, you need your mum there. When you buy shoes, you go to the shop, Look, you put them on. She's uh, there when I buy my clothes. I'm not having her with me when she buys me when I buy my shoes. She's got to t- push your toe to see how much room you've got in there to grow into them. Do they still have those machines where they, they fit your feet? No, I don't think they have the machines anymore. They just have the little portable ones. They don't have the electronic ones. That was Clark's, wasn't it? It was Clark's. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was a good trip. Thank you very much indeed. Kelly, have you heard the rap song about Clark's? No. I like the Clark's shoes. It was brilliant. See if you can find it. 
I can't remember what his name is. Uh, he, he got done recently for a murder, so it may be inappropriate. But he did a song. Google Clark's Shoes song. It's brilliant. Because in, in certain parts of Africa, Clark's over here are considered a little bit of a joke. In certain parts of Africa, they are considered the, the must-have footwear. The must-have footwear. Yeah, when my uh, girlfriend's uh, mother goes to Nigeria, she goes to Clark's and buys some shoes. So there you go. There we go. Proof, if proof need be. What went wrong for you? 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Silso, the A6 at the moment is closed between Barton Road and Sand Lane due to an obstruction on the road. The A1M heading southbound. We're getting reports and it were being delayed just at Junction 7 for Stevenage due to an accident that's happened there. In Hatfield, Cooper's Green Lane at the moment is closed because of an accident between Hatfield Avenue and Hammonds Lane. In the M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow on the sensors at the moment between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also rather heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. So far, the departure pool's not showing any delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Nicola! Right, 7.46. It is Friday the 12th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. An investigation is underway in Milton Keynes after the body of a young man who went missing on Monday was discovered in Thurston Lake. And Cycling's Tour of Britain comes to this region today with Stage 6 finishing this afternoon in Hemel Hempstead. All right, let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. Well, we've got some uh, mist and fog patches around first thing this morning. That could be a little slow to clear. Um, we're going to have varying amounts of cloud anyway through the day, but hopefully some sunny spells too, and it should stay largely dry. So with temperatures reaching 21 degrees Celsius, a fairly decent day. And we have clear skies to start off the night, but it clouds over, and we'll probably have some more of those fog patches developing with lows of 12 degrees. So tomorrow, a bit of a misty, foggy, cloudy start to the day. Again, those sunny spells coming by the afternoon, and we should have highs of 20 degrees Celsius. Now, Saturday night, a bit of a breeze picks up, so uh, Sunday's looking bright and breezy, and that breeze could be a little chilly as well. And it looks like we could have some light rain or drizzle to look forward to the beginning of next week. It's certainly going to be coming uh, becoming unsettled next week. And that's your latest forecast. Imagine cycling 127.9 miles. Now imagine cycling that without a break. Today, the Tour of Britain comes to the three counties and we'll be with it every step of the way. From midday, I'll be live from Princess Risborough as it passes through. And from three, I'll be at Hemel as the riders cross the finish line after a gruelling day. The Tour of Britain from midday. Here on BBC Three Counties Radio. As it passes through, be careful, Nick. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Can someone? Best of luck to those gentlemen. I'm sure they'll have a wonderful time. I don't get cycling either as a sport or as a mode of transport. Can't, have you ever been on a bike, Kels? Yeah. I can't imagine you riding a bike. I once had a bike where it had no brakes at the front. You had to pedal backwards for it to stop. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. How old were you? About nine. Okay. 
Now, Sandy residents attending a public meeting last night were set to challenge proposals by the town council to remove ornaments from their relatives' graves at the local cemetery. You remember this story? The town council put little um, notes on graves and headstones asking for the uh, trinkets, and I think they used the word knickknacks to be removed. Well, yesterday we spoke to Trixie Smith, the Sandy resident. There's several members of her family buried at the town cemetery. Trixie, you went to the meeting last night. Did you get a chance to speak? Yeah, everyone that was there got a chance to speak. How how many people were there? It was packed. It was a lot, a lot of people there. And and what did you say, Trixie? Because you weren't quite sure yesterday what you were going to say, were you? Well, um, we've Basically, it all boils down to, like, if anything is on the headstone, it should be left alone. And not only that, the streamer which is used in the cemetery without a guard is not the right equipment to be used around headstones. Now, a lot of people complain about chips in the headstones caused by the streamer. And, um, <clears throat> you know, everyone got to say what they had to say. No decision has been made yet. Oh. So there's going to be a meeting on the 22nd at the council uh, where they say they may make a decision then. What? Why is, I don't understand why they couldn't make a decision last night. They heard, did anybody speak out in favour of the council's initial plan? No. Nobody. So why couldn't they make a decision last night, one way or the other? Oh, I don't know. This is this is the way they go. Okay, so you have to wait weeks and weeks uh, to decide what they're going to do. The thing is, this is this is one of, this is one of the problems I have with with local councils and, and and things like that because you don't have to. Someone last night could have heard all of your arguments and said either said, "Do you know what? I'm really sorry. We got this wrong. Okay, we we can comp- compromise on this," or they could have had the guts to say, "No, we've heard your arguments, but we disagree. Everything has to be removed." Someone could have made a decision last night, and it's so annoying that they that, that, that they're they're postponing it even more. Yeah, and people are just getting more angry and more upset. What was the mood in the meeting last night? Uh, actually, people were really good. They, you know, kept their emotions in check mostly. Always uh, keep your emotions in check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah well, it could have got a bit heated and out of hand. But, um, you know, I think everyone was there for the sole purpose of getting themselves heard. And wh- which members of the council were there? Uh, the mayor was in the front with an independent lady that was a mayor from Shefford. Right. <clears throat> there was a lady taking the meeting. The councillors were behind us, I think, somewhere. But there's also some blonde bimbo at the end who served no purpose whatsoever and spent all night rolling her eyes and tutting every time a member of the public spoke. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, OK. <clears throat> We've been asking the uh, the mayor to um, come on this show for quite some time. And, uh, well, he's refused to come. He doesn't like me. Don't like me. What do you think about that, Trixie? Do you think he should come on and uh, uh, put his differences with me to one side and address the I people? I think he should, yeah. You know, what's the point of being a mayor if you can't, you know, do things like that? You know, it's, it's to express to the people, really. You know, why shouldn't he... He's supposed to be a voice of, of the people in Sandy. That's what he's there for. You know, if he can't do his job, then he shouldn't be there in the first place. Well, I, I, I put it out there once again, Mr Will Jackson, the Mayor of Sandy, you have an open invitation to come on the show. I urge you, sir, nay, I beg you, put your, your, your differences and your, your hatred of me to one side. That's irrelevant. Well, I'm irrelevant in this. What's relevant is people like Trixie and, and, and the other people who were at the meeting last night. Come on the show. You can have 15 minutes, you can have half an hour, and I promise you, Mr Jackson, I promise you, I will not interrupt and i will i will not make you look like a fool he's listening trixie he'll hear this you know so let's keep our fingers crossed well hope so and hope the decision is in our favor it's not if it's not it's not going to go away it's just going to carry on say if they decide against you 
Are you still going to put um, these things on the graves? Yeah. Yeah. It's just not going to go away. We are still going to keep fighting. Trixie, we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Thank you very much indeed, Trixie Smith. Mr Jackson, the mayor, come on now. Why don't you give us a call? We've been trying to call you. Got your number in front of me. 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Peter's in Warmer Green. Peter, what do you want to have a whinge about today? I don't. I don't always whinge, you know. I talk common sense. Yeah, in, in a whingy voice. Uh, no, you keep to the standard voice you were just speaking in, actually. Right now, then. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> now me, then, you do make me laugh. Go um, on. I'm talking about the state status of the Scots if they vote yes. Oh yeah. I want to know because no one has even discussed it. Yeah. What would their status be if they're non-EU members? Because they're not allowed to go directly into the EU. So, therefore, there'll be a period of time, whatever, that they're not members of the EU. Now, do they have non-EU status when they try to enter this country? Why? Why? why we've does never th- heard it. We've never heard that questioned. Why? Why does that concern you? Well, I want to put all the facts in front of the people, and uh, there, there's obviously. Not very, very many facts going around between all the politicians. Do you you not think that maybe the Scotch will have looked at the facts? Do you think this is an intellectual or an emotional vote? You you can't look at uh, facts if you're uninformed. Sorry? (laughs) You can't look at facts if you're uninformed. Okay. Um, Let's have a little look. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Right, so I've got some facts up here. Um, would they... Hang on, let me... I'm sure there's a question here. Would they have to leave Europe? Let me just find this. No, they, they definitely do. I know that for sure. They've been, been informed that they won't be automatically members of the EU. They, I know that for sure. Would Scotland be in the EU? This is from the Guardian uh, Guardian on the 9th of September. Uh, yes, almost... Would Scotland be in the EU? Yes, almost certainly. So that's completely contradicted what you've just said, Peter. They're not in there automatically. It will not be as easy or as quick as Scotland's First Minister, Alex Salmond, says. Right. Uh, but, yeah, they'd be in it. That, ah, yeah, but you're saying it's not as easy uh, uh, as Mr Salmond says, or as quickly. Now, that means there's a period of time when they're non-EU. 18 months. Right. Now, would they have non... Maybe a bit longer than 18 months, actually, it says here, Would they have non-EU status when they try to enter England? Uh, Yeah, probably, but it's a legal (laughs) technicality. Well, well, I'm... Are you saying we shouldn't let the Scotch into England? No, what I'm saying is there's people are not being fully informed what they're voting for. Peter, say hello to Martin. Martin, you've got a point. Go on. Uh, good morning, everybody. This is one for the question uh, for the viewers on a viewers, the listeners on a Friday. Uh, the Union Jack flag. What happens to that? Because obviously it's uh, Saint George, Northern Ireland, and the Blues, obviously Scottish. So, do we get a new flag as well? Well, that that that's just as interesting, really. I think that's, that's more interesting, Peter. That's a great n- question. No, 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 no. Yes, listen, yes, yes, yes. Listen, if you oh. if you well, that, what <laughs> Sorry, you were Martin. talking about just now with the with the mayor, yeah. You you talk in different tone to different people. Yes, I do. Don't we, we all do that, now don't we, that's, Peter? That's that's because you're grown up in a, in, a, in a situation where there's a bit of bias going on. <laughs> are you, Peter, are you saying I don't give you the respect you deserve? No, I'm not saying that. I find you. Uh, I find it quite 
good talking I know you, you do. I, I know, because we have a little spar. Yes, We have a little indeed. verbal sparring, and I think it's good. Peter, listen, I'm going to let you go, because I'm I, um, getting on my nerves. Uh, Martin, it's a good question. I raised this last week. I don't know. I guess we have to take the, the blue out of it. It'll be I the red and the white. Oh, which... hang on a second. Matt's given me uh, a thing. Matt, Matt, what's this you've just handed to me? Well, it's how the Union Jack could look in the future, oh. so they get rid of the blue and replace it with black, apparently. That's one possible idea. Steve's going to call back. When the wow. athletes of Team GB... Uh, 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 why would the, They could be gazing up at a sea of red, white, black on their flags. Why black? Where does the black come from? That's a good question, actually. I've got no idea. Why would it be black? Why would it be black, Matt? You've given me this story. Why? I'll give it back. I'll have a look. You carry on talking. <laughs> Martin, we'll have a look into it. Thank you very much indeed. It's a question that we, uh, we raised last week. They'd just take the blue out, wouldn't they? Can't yes. we get, we, or we could keep the blue. We've got yellow as well in this flag. Why yellow? Oh, for goodness sakes. Well done for coming in with a, an ill-conceived idea. Who'd have thought that? 08459 455555. It is a question we posed last week. We can pose it again. What would happen to the Union flag uh, when Scotland leave? The, they won't, by the way. I'll put, I'll put money on it. They won't. They won't, Kells. We'll keep the, we'll keep the Scotch. Don't you worry. Scotch eggs. Ooh, I've not had a Scotch egg for uh, egg, uh, Scotch egg for thirty six years. Why? That's a lie. Yeah, I was going to say twenty six years. Why? I'm vegetarian. You're not anymore. Exactly. We go nuts. Good point. Thanks very much. Oh wait, four five. Have you found out? Let's have a look. Uh, so Wales is currently not represented on the Union flag. The Welsh flag is a red dragon on a white and green background, but the yellow flag is a cross in a black field. Uh, this doesn't make any sense, does it? Really? No. Just. Um, yeah, forget that. Uh, just forget it. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Silsoe, the A6 at the moment is closed between Barton Road and Sand Lane. That's following um, an obstruction in the road at the moment. The A1M heading southbound. We're getting reports in there being an accident just at Junction 7 for Stevenage, so we'll keep an eye on that. In Hatfield, Cooper's Green Lane at the moment is closed between Hatfield Avenue and Hammonds Lane, and that's following an accident that's happened there as well. The M25 heading anti clockwise on the sensors looking rather heavy moving between junction 17 at maple cross and junction 16 for the m40 and in boreham with the barnet bypass looking heavy on camera between sterling corner and mill hill circus so far everything's running well on the trains no reported problems or delays nicola richards bbc three counties radio thank you nicola it's a strange show this morning but we're getting there what would happen to the union flag if scotland leave they won't can anyone explain the sport, in inverted commas, of cycling? And what went wrong? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, commuters welcome change of train operator, body of missing man found in Milton Keynes Lake and cycling tour coming to Hemel Hempstead today. BBC Three Counties Radio. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. They're promising a £430 million investment. These commuters at Luton Railway Station this morning say any change is for the better. It's terrible. It's hopeless. They're not a very good company at all. 
They should have gone ages ago. If it gets me into work on time without me being late and docked every day, then I'll be happy with that, I suppose. I'll look forward to it. I Hopefully it's so much better than what it is at the moment, to be honest. Can it get any worse? Oh, I don't think so. An investigation is underway in Milton Keynes after the body of a young man who went missing in the early hours of Monday morning was discovered in Thurston Lake. 21-year-old Alex Todd Weller from Shenley Brook End was last seen leaving Pink Punter's nightclub in Fenny Stratford. Police say at the present time they're not treating his death as suspicious. Oscar Pistorius will find out this morning whether he's to be found guilty of culpable homicide for the killing of his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp. The judge will continue delivering her verdict after yesterday clearing the Paralympic athlete of premeditated murder. Jane Prendergast is in Pretoria. The judge now has only two options, to acquit Oscar Pistorius or to find him guilty of culpable homicide or manslaughter, as it's better known to us. At the end of her judgment yesterday, she was critical of the athlete, saying he'd acted hastily and with too much force when he fired four shots at the locked toilet door. She said his conduct was negligent. If he's found guilty, Oscar Pistorius could face up to 15 years in jail. Police in Milton Keynes are appealing for witnesses after an 84-year-old woman was killed in a road crash yesterday lunchtime. She was a passenger in a Ford Fiesta which was in collision with another car and a van on the H9 Groveway at the junction with Simpson Drive at around 10 past one. The driver of the Fiesta, a man in his 80s, was taken to Milton Keynes Hospital with serious injuries. Police investigating the alleged sexual exploitation of girls in Aylesbury have arrested another man. The 37-year-old from Bradford was arrested yesterday. Ten men have so far been charged with alleged offences between 2007 and 2009. A 14-year-old boy has been arrested on suspicion of arson after a dog's home in Manchester was destroyed by fire. 60 dogs are believed to have died in the blaze. More than 150 were rescued. In sport, cycling's Tour of Britain comes to Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire today. Stage 6 finishes this afternoon in Hemel Hempstead. It starts this morning in Bath. The Coram Borough Council has budgeted £40,000 to host the finish but there are warnings of traffic delays. More from Carol Abercrombie. There'll be a series of rolling roadblocks along the route which enters Buckinghamshire at Chinner, then heads through Prince's Risborough, Berkhamstead, Potton End and finishes at Gadebridge Park in Hemel Hempstead. The road closures will be in place for around half an hour at a time and the race is due to finish between 3 and 4pm. The weather, a dry day with some bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 20 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. You get smiles along the high street. Risborough people on the whole are very friendly. Exploring where you live. From where I live, you can look out and there's just green fields all the way down the bottom. All this week, we're discovering Prince's Risborough. It's got a great sense of community and the spirit here is fantastic. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight. The weekend begins in 56 minutes. Hiya! Hiya! Coming up in the last hour of the show, trains, bikes, buckets, scotch, flags, and what went wrong? 08459 455 555. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I say what went wrong. This was... Uh, Kelly Betts is producing today. Normally produces BBC Introducing. Uh, Catherine Boyle is uh, doing a sick note today. And I thought the show was a little bit rudderless, a little bit directionless. It turns out I hadn't asked the producer. Uh, I, I threw to her and she came up with a brilliant phone-in. I caught it. Yeah? What's gone wrong? 08459 And it really is as open-ended as that, isn't it? Yep. What's what? gone wrong for you, Ian? Yep. Many, many things. My life, my career. Cool. 08459 555 I'm hoping that their calls will be a little bit lighter than um, Well, we, we heard from that chap who's... Shoes, shoes don't were fit. too tight. Never buy shoes online. I only the only shirts I buy online are from Marks and Spencers when the extra long uh, sleeves because I know they will fit. I know exactly what size will fit. I wouldn't buy wouldn't buy from um, ASOS. ASOS. Other shops are available. Yeah, but I wouldn't buy clothes directly from there. I know what shop. That's a girls' shop. That's why. I bought some shoes from there because I know what size shoes are going to fit me. Mm. But I wouldn't buy random clothes from Tinternet because you just you just you need to try them on. What's gone wrong? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Matt, Matt, what's gone wrong? Nothing has gone wrong. Whatever, ever in my life. Look at you. It's all been absolutely perfect. But look at you. That's not true. Yeah. It it's looks nothing. like a lot's gone wrong. For There's him. nothing wrong with the way I look. I, I mean, <laughs> which oh, end yeah. do you want to start? I've got women lining up, literally outside this door. Yeah, with Just with legal you. yeah with legal cases. All wanted a bit of me. Well, <laughs> fuck. There's a horrible image. Hey, guys, who's ready for a little bit of train news? Woo! Oh, come on, train news. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. It really is this exciting, guys. The Thameslink line, which runs from Bedford and through Luton and St Albans down to Brighton, is going to be under new management from Sunday. Come on. Whoopee! They are doing some... The guys, you can, you can rest now. They're doing some crazy silent dancing in there. Govia has won the contract to run the service for the next seven years, taking over from First Capital Connect. We can speak now to uh, Philip Haig, who's a freelance railway journalist. Good morning, Philip. Hello. Uh, a new train operator for the Thameslink line. It's not a very popular line, is it? Uh, no, commuter lines n- never are popular, I think, simply because they, they, they take people to work every day and not everyone really wants to go to work. But uh, for, for this new operator, who they aren't actually a new operator. They used to run it um, back before first took over a few years ago. So they should know the railway. They should know what needs to be done to improve it. I mean, this one has, has, has um, uh, got a lot of hatred. There are Facebook groups. There are Twitter groups against it. What, what have been the major gripes? with this line, Philip? It, it's chiefly uh, punctuality, the, 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 whether the trains turn up on time or, or turn up late, um, and also state the state of the trains that are, that are getting older and older and are, are not in as good a condition as, as a brand-new train might be straight out of the box. What do we know about Govia, and what are they hoping to achieve? Well, they have quite a challenge on their hands. They're, they're, they're comprised, they're a joint venture of, of Go Ahead, who are, are quite well known as a bus operator, and a subsidiary of French State Railways, um, SNCF, from over the other side of the channel. They, they have to, to run Thameslink. They have to then add 
the existing Southern um, franchise and Gatwick Express franchise into the mix, stir a few services in from Kent in, into the big pot as well. And crucially, they need to deliver a new fleet of trains um, for Thameslink and a whole load of new infrastructure um, to make the, uh, the the railway capable of running more and more trains um, into London ev- every day. So a, a really big challenge, not only on the trains, but timetabling and, of course, all this new infrastructure. Sounds great. It's going to cost us money, isn't it? The, the commuters are going to end up paying for this. It has been costing us money um, for quite a while. The, the massive Thameslink uh, upgrade programme uh, has been going on for a few years now finishes in in 2018 and they they're they're spending um, billions of pounds um, improving the railway Uh, of course this money comes from from passengers in tickets it also comes from from taxpayers who who are who are contributing um, to the railway even though not every taxpayer actually uses the railway Uh, are we going to do you think that the govia can deliver what they've promised well i i really hope so Uh, Simply because they, they, there is so much they have to do that it, if, they, if they do not manage to deliver what they promised, they will have a really, really unhappy bunch of commuters on their hands and they'll have a pretty unhappy government as well. Phil Haig, I appreciate your time this morning. Freelance railway journalist. And that was your Govia takes over the Thameslink line news at 8 o'clock. <laughs> energetic dancing, Matt. Maybe you should have made some noise. Wait a minute. I feel sick again. I got stuck on the chair again. I was whizzing around. I couldn't get off. It was a waste, because no one could hear it. I it's... know. It's radio, isn't it? It's all about the ears. It's the theatre of the mind. Theatre of the mind. The mind. Mind. The mind. The mind. The mind. The mind. The mind. How low can you go? (sighs) Right, ah, bicycle race. Yeah. Yes? Smooth link. Thanks very much indeed. The bicycle race is happening today. We can speak to... Are you a Ms, a Miss or a Mrs Berryman? I'm a Miss Berryman. Miss Berryman, I'm calling you that because you are a teacher. Thank you. You're very welcome, (laughs) Miss Berryman. What do you teach children? Um, I'm actually a teaching assistant. Um, for special needs department at Ashton School. Okay, that's fantastic. And what age children do you do you teach? Um, it's secondary school, so eleven to eighteen. Oh, you, you see, I looked at becoming um, a teacher a few years ago, very recently, uh, and I, I went I, I went and spent a day at school, and I got talking to a headmaster. But at primary school, because teen teenagers are um, 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 they're horrible, aren't they? Teenagers it's so much easier than primary. Do you think? Yeah. Time is very monotonous. I remember, but I remember what I was like as a teen. I was horrible as a teenager, and so were all of my friends. And m- we were merciless. Yeah, they can they can be um, challenging sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> very, <laughs> very diplomatically put, Ms. Berryman. Now, what, what's this about your your bunking off of school for this blooming cycle race? We are bunking. Yeah, we get a half day today. Oh man! Um, because I know, but so many of the kids are so excited. I mean, to be honest. I don't care. Um, 
but I get a half day. But same, I thought I'd call up on behalf of the students because they're so excited. But are they excited because they're going to see, you know, some, some people riding past them for 20 seconds or because they get a half day? I think, well, they didn't know they were getting a half day until the beginning of this week. And they were excited about this last week. Okay. And they were planning to meet up, you know, straight after school, share lifts to Hemel Hempstead and okay. try and catch it. That's kind of cool. So so what is it about, have you asked them why they're excited? What it is that's that's kind of doing it for them? What what are we yeah, missing, Miss Berryman? I think what it is, it's a, a slight generation thing, was that they were very young when the last Olympics was on. And that was just kind of ingrained in them throughout the whole school. You know, it's such a big deal. Yeah. So cycling for them is actually a huge sport, whereas maybe for us, it's not so much of a big thing. It is a bit silly, isn't it? Really. Well, no comment. <laughs> wow, you're so diplomatic. It's wonderful. So what? So uh, you, you're obviously you'll be in school this morning. Yeah. Will, will any work get done this morning, or is it? Or is it basically uh, the whole day is a dos now? No, the headmaster is quite strict, so. <laughs> Work will be done Good. right up until the bell at 12.30, and then they can go. Miss Berryman, nice to talk to you. I appreciate you getting in touch with us this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Schools are bunking off to go and see grumpy um, Bilbo Wiggins. I'd have loved that at school. Well, I would have loved it as well, because I would have been off. We'd have been down the local boozer. We'd have sunk a few... Bu- Remember that? There was school... The, 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 in my day, the... Uh, 1940s. The late eighties, early nineties, there were pubs that would serve you in a school uniform. Really? That's insane. Wow. Yeah, you get served in a school uniform. Well, they just thought would have thought that you were six. Oh no, you'd be eighteen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was tall, but I was wearing a school <laughs> uniform, the printer's devil in slough that's no longer there. But the moment I passed my driving test, three of my friends had bunked off school that morning. They burst out from behind a car. Then we went to the printer's devil and uh, had a few beers, then went to school. <gasps> wow. I love pub names. Printer's devil. Yes. That is a great pub name. Good pub names. 08459. The five five double five. The Cock. That's a good pub name yep. as well. The Coach and Horses. They've all got the, 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 the King and I, um, the Sound of Music, uh, the Petula Clark. They've all got kind of references to um, kind of... They're all historical references, aren't they? Do you remember there was a fashion about ten years ago for the Frog and Newt, the uh, Bucket and Hardcastle, the um, uh, the Shakademus and Plies, to have like kind of funny names, weren't there? Kelly, you're being very yeah, quiet like here. like the Newt and Cucumber. Exactly, those kind of guys. Mm. My favourite favourite uh, British pub name of all time, shall I tell you? Go on then. The Weatherspoons. Marvellous. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Silto, the A6 at the moment is closed between Barton Road and Sand Lane um, due to an obstruction in the road. The A1M are heading southbound. We're getting reports in of an accident around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in Hatfield, Cooper's Green Lane at the moment is closed between Hatfield Avenue and Hammonds Lane. So do expect delays in the area. The A414 looking busy around Park Street roundabouts at the moment. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather slow moving between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. So far on the trains, everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, it's 8.16. It is... Friday the 12th of September. I'm in Lee and these are your headlines. 
The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. Oscar Pistorius will discover this morning whether he's to be found guilty of the manslaughter of his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp. The judge will continue delivering her verdicts in the High Court in Pretoria. And cycling story Britain comes to the region today with Stage 6 Commission this afternoon. Hemel Hempstead. These three counties radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Panel, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. Then you just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni weekdays from 3 BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio Right, JB, a little bit flustered there. All right, well, yes, you've got all your funny headphones. Who's been in here doing all this with all these silly headphones? Him. Him? Matt Lockwood. Well, I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm talking into. Who's working on your show today? Who have I got today? I've got Tim, I've got Danny, and I've got Sarah. Could I not have one of them and you have Lockwood? No. Last 40 minutes of the show, you take Lockwood, and I'll have um, Tim, Danny, or Sarah. No. And then they can go at nine. No. Please. No. Mate, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> I, I do. I do. It's like he's won a competition to be... You can produce... You can uh, work with a producer and a presenter on a BBC radio show for a day. Mm. Yes! <laughs> he did work on my show once. And how did that go? How did it go, Matt? I'm, I'm listening now. <laughs> you answer it. How do you, how do you <clears> think <throat> it went? This is your appraisal. How do you think it went? I think it went all right. I contributed. Really? Do you remember Quite that? a lot. Um, okay. Did we get on well, Matt? Well, we have a funny relationship mm. with you, don't we? Really? Yeah. Yep, yep. Did, did we get on well? I'd say fair, fairly well, no. yeah. yeah. What's your Delusional opinion? as well. Yeah, really? It's a shame. I've, I've turned his microphone off. He's annoying. Now, what's on your show today? Coming up on this morning's Big Phone-In, we're talking about this man all over the front pages of today's papers, Oscar Pistorius. Oscar Pistorius. I'm going to be asking... This is one of those questions that um, it almost feels almost feels like we're being naughty asking this question because you could never ask it about someone in this yeah, country. It's a foreign country, we can say what we want. Are you surprised Oscar Pistorius is not guilty of murder? Oh, look at you. Um, There was a sharp intake of breath in court yesterday as the judge in the Oscar Pistorius case declared him not guilty of murder. Whilst he admits shooting through the bathroom door, Judge Masipa said the state failed to prove he intended to kill his girlfriend. Today we'll learn whether or not the high-profile sprinter will be declared guilty of what we call manslaughter in this country. We're making this decision. The judge will consider the impact of his disability and his mental state when it comes to an assessment of whether or not he acted as a reasonable person. From nine this morning, I'd like your views on this. Are you surprised Oscar Pistorius is not guilty of murder? Um, I guess what all of this centres around and and what his defence has been throughout all of this is that he heard a noise in the middle of the night. He thought it was a burglar. 
ran to the bathroom and shot his gun through the bathroom door. There are some people that say, it's a very odd thing to do. Surely you would just kind of at least glance in the bed to see if your girlfriend was in the bed or whether it might have been her in the bathroom. Um, However, I've got a friend who said, do you know what? I can absolutely understand why why he did that because she said that her husband also, she, she got up to go to the loo in the middle of the night. Her husband woke up and heard this noise, and because he was a bit dazed and a little bit disorientated, he thought it was a burglar, yeah. and apparently he burst through the... through. He's got a, a baseball bat that oh he keeps gosh. in the bedroom, and he burst through the bathroom door with his baseball bat, and she said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, my God, it's you. I thought it was a burglar in the bathroom. And she said, I can totally understand why he might have done this, because... My husband, he, he was going to baseball bat me because he yeah. thought I was a burglar. Yeah. I was just having yeah. a wee in the middle of the night. Yeah. So from nine this morning, I'd like your views on this. Are you surprised Oscar Pistorius is not guilty of murder? 08459 four double five five double five. I'll tell you what I found strange about the, the last two days, or yesterday, is the way they deliver the verdict. Like uh, it's, um, you know, it's an episode of The Archers or something. She kept taking breaks at key moments. She could have just said yesterday, right, I think he's guilty of manslaughter uh, or a homicide, whatever it is, uh, and, and this is why I've, I've chosen this and not the other ones. But it's like, you know, she's doing some theatrical, and we'll take a break now to be continued tomorrow. It's a strange way. It is. I don't, it's know, if very that's, I don't know if that's the standard in South Africa or if it's because of the, the you know, the, 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 sh- the theatricality of this case. I don't know. It's very odd. So you don't like the, the kind of depth of detail? I don't like the depth of detail. I think, uh, it, with, uh, I think it's unfair on him, actually, with, which is an odd thing to be saying. But isn't it then fair on, on her family? Because no. if, if the judge were to sit there and say, OK, well, we've heard all this for this been going on for months now. No. Um, I don't think you're guilty of murder. I do think you're guilty of manslaughter or whatever. Then go into the detail. I don't, I, I'm no. not saying ignore the detail. I think this is unfair on him and her family to drag this over two days. I, I suspect he'll be found guilty of manslaughter. I suspect he'll get a sentence that will get reduced to a fine. I don't think he'll go to prison for it for a significant time anyway. That's what I think will happen, from what I've read. He'll probably serve maybe eight months or something and pay a big fine. Uh, but sh- I think she should have said, right, I think he's guilty of manslaughter, or I think he's innocent, don't think he's guilty of murder, these are my reasons, and then gone into it. I think to drag it out over two days is unfair on, on everybody involved. Well, from nine, I'd like your views on this case. Are you surprised Oscar Pistorius is not guilty of murder? 08459 four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Richard, stay there. I'll come to you shortly. I want to talk about the Ice Bucket Challenge first of all. You know my thoughts on the Ice Bucket Challenge. I think it's borderline bullying. And there are stats out which um, show that one in six Brits have done it. One in ten has given money to relevant charities. And we know from from, uh, people that uh, we've spoken to and Justin has spoken to, lots of people don't know what the charity is they're supposed to be supporting. Or we can speak now to Willard Foxton, technology journalist at the Daily Telegraph. Uh, Willard, thanks very much for joining us. You've written about the Ice Bucket Challenge. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, while you can never really fault people for donating to charity, that's part of the problem. You know, this is is an incredibly open-ended, difficult, wet T-shirt contest for middle-class people who want to show off how great they are. It's rubbish. 
I have said this before, and I hesitated when I first said it, but but lots of people came out in support. I do think it's borderline bullying to 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 right. I nominate Steve, Richard, and Willard now. Your turn, guys. I I think and, and there's for a while, not so much now. If you didn't do it, you were kind of frowned upon, weren't you? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's obvious that this was something that just came up organically through social media. Because if you had proposed it to a charity as a fundraising idea, they would have turned it down as unethical. Because it's open-ended is the real problem. So there's no end to it. There's only one day of Race for Life. There's only one day of Comic Relief, right? This has been going on for months. But on top of that, the other huge problem with it is the fact that, you're right, it's really coercive, it's really bullying, um, and it's not the fact that, you know, if you say no to pouring water over yourself, you have to pay ten times as much. Now, obviously, you and I can turn around and go, uh, no thanks. Mm. But, you know, imagine what this feels like if you're 14, if you're 15. And, you know, that social pressure on social media is an enormous, enormous motivator of young people. This feels like a, to me, it feels like a follow-on to uh, the no-makeup selfie, which, which uh, again, I know lots of women kind of felt bullied uh, into doing and felt un- unhappy about. Do you think that these, these viral um, charity challenges, th- th- they, maybe they've peaked? Well, I don't think so, ultimately. Um, every person I speak to in the charity fundraising world it's just, just sort of shrugs and says, well, that's the way fundraising is going to go. And whoever comes up oh. with the, the best viral is going to get the money. And ultimately, you've got to remember, charities all look, you know, they try to pretend that they're fluffy and it's old women knitting. But really, it's a bunch of spivs sitting in a call centre office. And it's a brutal, knife-fighting business. They're desperate to get your money. Yes, it's for a good cause, but these people will go to any length to separate you from your cat. <laughs> I've just got an image of a load of spivs with roll-ups in and not, right, how are we going to get some more money this time? You've spoken to an economist about this, haven't you, uh, Willard? What, what are the financial implications for a charity which sets something like this in motion? Well, the economist I spoke to was a professor at Stanford University, and what he said to me was uh, twofold. First of all, the behavioural economics around charitable giving are lots of small donations are really bad because the reason why we give to charity is we get a sort of a halo effect. We feel good about ourselves. And the more visible that donation is, then the less likely we are to give again because the halo effect is bigger. So the problem with things like this ice bucket challenge is it makes you less likely to donate to other things. That's what the economics says. And the other thing he pointed out was, I mean, this reflects and relates to the US version, which goes to the ALS. Uh, foundation, which is a spectacularly inefficient charity. I mean, uh, and he, he pointed out that, you know, essentially if you donated one dollar to an African anti-parasite charity and burned the other $99 in a bucket for the Ice Bucket Challenge, you would actually do more good with your one dollar donated to sort of an anti-malaria charity than you would with the Ice Bucket Challenge. It's fair to say he was not a fan. And finally, Willard, as a technology correspondent, I'm sure you'll agree on this, the one thing that I've learned is people still don't know to turn their cameras sideways when they're filming something. Why are you <laughs> filming it in portrait? <laughs> Willard, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Willard Foxton, who's a technology journalist. If you're going to film something on your phone, just turn your camera on your side so it looks like a television or a cinema screen. It's a very, very simple thing. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Richard? 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 Where's Richard? Sorry, I got rid of him. Why? By accident. I didn't mean to do that. You, didn't, you did it deliberately? I didn't know. Why did you do that? Well, uh, the trouble's there, so go to the travel. It's early, mate. Then I, no, no, it's early. Then if I go to travel now, we'll yeah. be a minute early for news. It's all worked out. Is it really? Yes, mate. 
Kelly. Right. What's he done? He's got rid of Richard. I've got oh, rid like, of Richard. It's only Richard and Winslow. His point was going to be rubbish, let's be honest, but... Richard, can you just ring us back? Be no, quicker. why don't you just ring him? Go on. Oh, I, oh, I, I should That's no way fix, to speak to the producer. I should fix your mistake, should I? Oh, I like it, it Kelly. It was going so well. well what went wrong? Well. Nothing went wrong until now. Well, let's have a little recap, shall we, dear listener? 08459 455 555. What's gone wrong, this show? Giving money to charities and the Ice Bucket Challenge. And is anybody, anybody excited by the thought of a bicycle race coming to Beds, Hearts or Bucks? What was that, Kels? Fader 1. Richard! Hello! I'll have to come to you after the travel and news now. Travel news for Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Siddlesow, the A6 still closed at the moment between Barton Road and Sand Lane. Um, and there's an obstruction in the road there at the moment. And the A602 heading southbound, looking rather heavy moving between the A1M at Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. Having a look in Park Street, the A414 rather heavy moving at the moment around the Park Street roundabouts. And in Wood, it's queuing at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just at the M21A for the M25. And the Barnet Bypass rather heavy heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. No reported problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. Oscar Pistorius will discover this morning whether he's to be found guilty of the manslaughter of his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp. The judge will continue delivering her verdict in the High Court in Pretoria. And an investigation is underway in Milton Keynes after the body of a young man who went missing in the early hours of Monday morning was discovered in Thurston Lake. 21-year-old Alex Todd Weller from Shenleybrook End was last seen leaving Pink Punters nightclub in Fenny Stratford. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Cycling's Tour of Britain comes to Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire today. Stage 6 finishes this afternoon in Hemel Hempstead. It starts this morning in Bath. Sir Bradley Wiggins is 6th overall, 27 seconds behind the race leader. His former British road race champion, Matt Stevens. The last three climbs are quite stiff. Um, Chinner Hill, uh, Cop mm. Hill and, uh, and Nashley are all roads that I've raced on as a youngster back in the late 80s in a famous race called Tour of the Chilterns. So I know the roads very well and I know the exact running that the riders will face. Um, uh, I don't know if the climbs are quite going to be stiff enough to, to, to split things up, but you just never know. And you can follow today's action with Nick Coffer in Princess Risborough from 12 and Roberto Peroni in Hemel from 3. In tomorrow's football, Watford play their first match under new manager Oscar Garcia at Charlton. The first game with a new club always is, uh, is amazing. It's, a, it's a special. I would prefer to, to have played at home, but uh, I, w- I will be happy to see 3,000 of our fans uh, at the Charlton Stadium. Milton Keynes Dons are at Barnsley and in League Two, Luton host unbeaten Cheltenham. Wickham are at home to Mansfield. Stevenage are at home to Shrewsbury. And tickets for next year's Rugby World Cup go on general sale for two weeks from today under a ballot system. Milton Keynes is hosting three matches next October with France against Canada, Samoa against Japan and Fiji against a playoff winner. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Lots to talk about. An odd show today. Catherine Boyle is um, um, doing a sick note. Today we're being produced by... Me. Kelly Betts. And we're being assisted by... Me, Matthew Lockwood. Lockwood. Matthew Lockwood. Matt Lockwood. Matthew Lockwood. Lockers. Matt Lockwood. Lockers. Lock. I mean, I do have a name. It's Matt Lockwood, so please use it. Lockers. Well, no, I mean, you know, on air, can you say Matt Lockwood? Lockers. That's what you call me in the office. Can we keep that to the office and then on air... It's not the only thing we call you in the office. <laughs> then, on, of lock. then on air, please stick to Matt Lockwood. Doc. We need some consistency, because people ring in and okay. they go, who's this Lockers, Matt Lockwood, okay, lockers. Matthew Lockwood? So Lockers. We'll stick with Lockers then. That's the consistency. No, lockers. Sir, sir Lockers. Just say... No one said Matt, Sir Lockers. You said Sir Lockers and I heard you. Just no, say, I didn't. You I did. said we'll stick with Lockers. You said Sir. I didn't say Sir Lockers. You said Sir Lockwood. <laughs> sir Lockers. I like Sir Lockers. I Sir Lockwood. OK, yeah. so we're going to sit with Sir Lockers, yeah? Lockers. No. Short name to Lockers. Lockers, yeah? We'll sit with that? We're gonna... Brilliant. Lockers. OK. 08459 is the phone number. What's gone wrong? Scotland, flags, pubs and bicycles. No one has called in to celebrate the fact that a blooming bicycle race, the Tour de Britain, is coming to, to beds, hearts and bucks. No one seems bothered by it. And I don't understand why you'd be excited by a bicycle race. What about you, Lockers? I mean, I'm with you on this one. I can't really put the other side of point of view across. The other side of point of view? Kelly, could you put the other side of point of view across? Can you put that? Sure, I think it's a great thing. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. We'll take your calls on that. Richard's in Windsor. Good morning, Richard. Hello. Hello, Richard. They said I can talk about anything I want to. Go on then. Um, three things. First of all, you keep calling the Scottish people Scotch. Yeah. Scotch is an egg or a whiskey. They are Scots with a T. Watch my lips. Secondly, you put what you like on the flag. Thirdly, what they don't realise is if they do go voters secede or whatever leave, um, they they will leave, leave the European Union. And if they reapply to join, they'll have to take the euro. But I think the no vote will have it, my dear. Well, OK, uh, the no vote will win. Scotland won't be independent. But do that. Sorry? You don't know that. Well, you just said it yourself. Well, that's my opinion, but I don't know it, do I, I? I know it for a fact. No, I do know it for a fact. We'll know it for a fact no. after next Thursday. No, Richard, I'm telling you now, Scotland will not vote for independence. I suspect you're right, but you I, do not know it for a fact. I do know it for a fact. A fact is a fact. That is not... You do not know that. OK, then, would you like to put money on it? No, you wouldn't, because you know I'm right. Would you like to put money on the sun rising tomorrow? Yeah, OK, I bet £10 it does. Well, that's so would I. <laughs> Uh, anyway, apart from the semantics okay, of that... the semantics of that, but I, I guarantee it's a fact that Scotland will vote no. But... <laughs> How do you know? Where's your evidence? It's a fact, mate. Where's your evidence? Well, have you have you seen the polls? Are they? Uh, yes, I have. They're doing the building. Evidence? Have well, the, I? I know that Scotland will vote no. I can say that you can't. Uh, but also, they, if they, when they when if they did vote yes in the land of hypotheticals. They would rejoin the EU, and they would still keep the pound. You no, know, they wouldn't. You know that. Condition of rejoining the EU. No. We discussed this some time ago. No. You waffled on no, fallaciously about, about Sweden. The fact, a condition of joining the EU is that you take the euro. No, they would. They would no, change. Don't you know me? No. That's a fact, my dear boy. A undis- an undisputed fact. Well, no, it, it, it is not a fact. Uh, it's no good waffling, my dear. If you 
tonight to join the European Union, which I hope we leave soon. Oh, for goodness sake. You you have to take the euro. So there. Thanks very much for your call. Um, Jane's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Jane. Morning. Uh, Now, I've told you you don't want to speak to me. No, I don't, because I don't want ridiculing. (laughs) So who do you want to speak to, then? I'll have a word with Matt, because it's about about a pub name. Okay, but you you, uh, you can only speak to him if you call him Lockers. I'm not going to call him Lockers. Then I can't, I can't put you through to him. <laughs> you have to say I want to speak to Lockers. I'm not going to say that. Well, then you can't speak to him. No, I'm not going to say that well, the, the, to him. His name's Matt. Lockers. Matt Lockwood. Lockers. No, no, no. He's not. It, it, that's Lockers who's what... There we go. She said it. Right, you're through to Lockers. <laughs> go on, Jane. Morning, Jane. How are you? I'm all right. Good. It's about the pub names. All oh, right, go on then. You won't find a cock anymore in Leighton Buzzard. Right. Because it's been, I know, it's been renamed because they do wedding receptions and brides didn't like the cock on their wedding invitations. Really? So they renamed the pub. And don't ask me what they renamed it to. I think it's something tavern, I think. Don't ask me. But it's, it was the cock for years in Heath and Reach. But mm-hmm. as I say, it's been renamed. So there you go. That's hilarious, that is. Well. I mean, who thought right, about You didn't want me to ridicule you, cock. Jane. No. <laughs> You've just done it yourself. You're saying that on the, the, the brides don't want the cock on their wedding day. No, they don't. So they've renamed it to something tavern. <laughs> on their wedding invitation. Right, OK. <laughs> um, Jane, I can understand it? why, though. I can understand that, totally. Thank you, Matt. It's not ridiculous, Jane, thank you very much indeed. And if you missed that, uh, that part of the show, it'll be in the podcast. I've got 23 of the weirdest pub names. Great... Great. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Great bands. <laughs> do you know what they were in? I do get the logic of what Jane was saying. I get that. It's a very good point. Well made. Put me back on. <laughs> Why are you cut me off? Do you want to hear my twenty-three weirdest pub names, Justin? No, lockers. Now, Justin, we've asked you to go out today. Mm. I've got no idea what we've asked you to do. What have you been doing for us? <laughs> a few things. Yes. Um, first of all, has anybody phoned in yet excited about the prospects no. of seeing Sir Bradley Wiggins either in Princess Risborough or Hemel Hempstead? No, we had a delightful teacher who um, uh, was excited about it because she gets a half day. Wow. The school is closing at 12.30 so that yep. the, the kids can go out and see some uh, blokes on bikes. I don't well, know do you how... know what? I didn't have time to put this in the piece early, but uh, two people in Princess Risborough were, were actually quite angry about that. Oh. They couldn't understand why, because of a, a stupid bike race, a, a bike race, to quote them, um, they couldn't understand why a school was closing early. Yeah. No, but, I don't uh, get it either. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's not gone down well. Um, secondly, you've been talking about the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yes, mate. Um, I actually spoke to somebody this morning, the first person I've ever spoken to who did the ice bucket challenge and then donated money to charity. Wow. His name was Darius. Give him a big uh, shout out no. across Beds, Arts and Bucks right now. No. Um, yes. We yes. don't do shout outs, mate. Okay. We're not. We're not. Um, a big hello. Ken- no, we're not Ken Bruce Popmaster. Big hi. Okay. A, big, a big well done then. Big well done. Uh, I suppose so. Yes. Okay. He said that people who don't donate off the back of doing that are an absolute disgrace and okay. they should be ashamed. Okay. But um, also, you're doing a phone in this morning. It's called uh, What Went Wrong. Yeah. Is this right? Yeah, that's from Kelly Betts. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. I've taken it to the streets. Got two examples here of what went wrong. People are biting on this one. Here is uh, example number one for you. Hey, Nev. What went wrong? I woke up and I couldn't lift my arm up above my head. When was this? 
about two weeks ago on holiday. So you just simply woke up and it all went wrong? Yeah, I think I must have been slightly inebriated, slept slightly awkwardly, <laughs> and when I woke up I couldn't lift my arm up. So, so what's the damage? Did you go and see a doctor? What, what, what did he have to say? Well, funnily enough, I can self-diagnose as a physio, and uh, I think I've ruptured a few of the ligaments at the front of the joint. Just by sleeping? Well, sleeping kind of awkwardly for quite a, quite a substantial time. So a warning to everybody this evening, get your position in bed and don't move out of that position. Or even better, don't be so inebriated when you fall asleep. <laughs> I once, Justin, did a phone-in. How have you injured yourself in your sleep? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, this is, I worked at another radio station. I had a little doze before the show. And I woke up and I had a gash on my head. Wow. What were you doing in your sleep? Kelly, you're right. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> it's not funny. I had a massive gash on my head. How? Oh, dear. How? I don't know, but I woke up... And my face felt funny, mm-hmm. and it, uh, my friend came down and said, "What? What's that on your face?" And I went to the, and I had a big gash on my head. Wow! What have you been doing? I don't know, but it was, it was a scratch from like the top of my forehead um, down to my eyebrow. It really, I've still got a tiny little scar there. And so we did that as the phone in, and we had loads. Of, someone had um, uh, they'd knocked a shelving unit over in their sleep, and the stereo had fallen on their head. Loads of and sleeping yeah. is a. Va- I suspect. I suspect more people die in bed. Um, than anywhere else in the world. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. What, would, what were you I dreaming of? Hmm? I would have rung in. About what? How did you injure, injure yourself in bed? Should we do the call? Yeah, go on. Ring, ring. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, is that Ian? Yes, it is. On the radio? Yeah. I've injured myself in my sleep. Tell me about it. I headbutted the wall. Thanks for calling. Thanks for having me. Anyway, Justin, you... you, you <laughs> It re- really is, you yes. know, we're, we're really squeezing yeah. out a dry tea towel here, okay. aren't we? Trying to get um, some dregs of entertainment. Welcome. Example. Example number two. Yes. And just to warn people, this is pretty graphic. Um, here's example number two of what went wrong. Sir, what went wrong? Uh, some old guy done a U-turn over double white lines in Lee Grave Road, funny enough. What, were you on a, a motorbike or a bike? Or? Motorbike. CBX 1000. 600. Said he didn't see us. The engine's 36 inches wide. That's something seriously going wrong. Oh, yes. But you're still here to tell the tale. Yeah, 51 ops, though, yeah. Hang on a second. 51 operations? Yep. Arm rebuilt, shoulders rebuilt, knees rebuilt. All because of one accident? Oh, yeah, yeah. It shared my kneecaps off, smashed my hand through my shoulder. Goodness me, that is staggering. Oh, yeah. How lucky do you feel to to still be alive? Uh, It's sore, but okay. yeah. Still don't get anything off the government. But uh, now, because uh, uh, I haven't uh, earned enough money, they don't pay us nothing. Beat that. 51 operations. Why should he get money off the government? I don't understand. Mm, I, I suppose what, what he was talking about was his... Uh, well, he, he can't do certain jobs. Because he's had 51 operations, he can't go and do certain jobs, I presume. OK. Did he look all right? Yeah, he, he was walking OK, but yeah. w- he started to show me the scars and I was okay. off. Here we go. So, two, two things here. I can see the phones are going nuts already, right? Three things. What went wrong? We can carry that on. Um, have you injured yourself in your sleep? And can anyone beat 51 operations? There's nobody, nobody. that's going to beat 51. Come Fif- on. We've got 51 s- on, on one accident as well. 17 minutes, can anyone beat 51 operations? That's got to be some kind of record. It has to be. Justin, that was gold, mate. Thank you. Thank you, boss. Oh, oh, you're, you're on tomorrow, are you? Yes, I'm back, back tomorrow. I haven't been uh, dropped for the football um, tomorrow. That's uh, next weekend. Yeah, 12 until 2 tomorrow. Two hours of great songs and great memories. The UK and American charts from this weekend in 1964. Requests from the big tour in Princess Risborough. Beautiful. And your chance to test my jukebox. Justin, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Rosie, what went wrong? Um, gardening. 
How? Gardening went wrong. What I happened? Was, I was um, helping my mum out, as I do every week. Yeah. Um, picking up apples and stuff like that, and I saw a clump of grass where it shouldn't have been on the patio, pulled it up, and s- a searing pain in my thumb. Oh. Don't know what it was. I couldn't see anything, washed yeah. it out. About three days later, it was calming down, so I left it. Then it came back again, the pain, really bad, and it started to swell. Oh. Went to the doctor, antibiotics. I couldn't see anything either, so one lot of antibiotics came and went. started getting worse. Um, a couple of days ago, I went to the doctor ye- uh, Wednesday, and she recommended I went for an ultrasound. Went for an wow. ultrasound yesterday, and the man showed me on the screen a 1.3 centimeter thorn under my skin. That's massive. <laughs> I know. How could you not <laughs> see that? Than, well, I can't see it now, but I can feel it. It really hurts, and I'm going to have to have it removed. How are they going to do it? Are they going? Is your mum going to spit on a, a needle and kind of scrape it out? <laughs> what, what's going to happen? Well, I've got to have local anesthetic because otherwise I've just got the feeling. I think all this because you so put, tried to pull a clump of grass out of the. Uh, I know the, the patio. I know that's that's kindness for you. When are you, when are you getting it done, Rosie? I don't know. They haven't told me, but I hope it's soon. Oh, mate, listen, best of luck. Thank you very much for sharing that. Wow. That's horrible, isn't it? Last 15 minutes of the show, what went wrong? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Look, it's slow moving at the moment on the Great North Road and the Black Cat Roundabout, where those major road works are continuing. In Asilso, the A6 at the moment is closed between Barton Road and Sand Lane due to an obstruction on the road. The A1M's looking slow moving, heading southbound between Junction 9 for Letchworth and Junction 7 at Stevenage. And the A414 in Park Street, rather heavy moving on the speed sensors around the Park Street roundabouts. So far, checking in Boreham Wood, the Barnet Bypass, heavy on camera at the moment between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill. Circus. On the trains, there's no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Ah, 8.46, the weekend starts in 14 minutes. It's Friday the 12th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The new operator of train services into London from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire is promising more seats and improved reliability. Govia takes over the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from First Capital Connect on Sunday. Oscar Pistorius will discover this morning whether he's to be found guilty of the manslaughter of his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp. The judge has resumed delivering her verdict in the High Court in Pretoria. And Cycling's Tour of Britain comes to this region today with Stage 6 finishing this afternoon. Hemel Hempstead, here's the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. We've still got a bit of that mist and fog lurking in certain places, but uh, once that clears, we've got some sunny spells to look forward to today. However, varying amounts of cloud as well. It should stay largely dry, though, with highs of 21 degrees Celsius and just a light uh, east to northeasterly breeze. Uh, tonight, we've got a clear start to the night, but it does cloud over, and then we've probably got more of that fog developing with lows of 12 degrees. So a bit of a murky start tomorrow as well, with some sunny spells developing by the afternoon, though, and highs of 20 degrees Celsius. Now there is this breeze over the next couple of days but it really picks up overnight on Saturday so by Sunday we're looking at a bright and breezy day and that breeze could be a little on the chilly side as well. Um, Staying dry though but Monday and Tuesday the possibility of some light rain and drizzle it's certainly looking more unsettled next week. That's your latest forecast. 
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Pretty little market town in the middle of the Chiltern Hills. It's a beautiful little town. Yeah, really green and peaceful. Explore. Peter Andre's coming up, guys. Peter Andre. Smiles along the high street. Risborough people are very friendly. All this week, we're discovering Princess Risborough. From where I live, you can... Look out, and there's just green fields all the way down the bottom. Scoins. Telling everyone about where you live. Walking, cycling, yeah, lots to offer. Kelly. You keep finding new places and new views, and even just driving about. Me. Get surprises. The big is Andre coming. Beds, hearts and bucks. It's got a great sense of community, and the spirit here is fantastic. From BBC Three Counties Radio. It's so good that we managed to get him. So good. We've got so Peter Andre good. for the uh, big... Uh, it's got a big tour. Big snot, big tour. The big tour of uh, Beds, Hearts and Bucks, Peter Andre. Andre. Yeah. Do you like a bit of Peter Andre, Matt? He loves himself. Yeah, that wasn't the question. No, I don't like him. He loves himself. He's got a nice body, though, hasn't he? I mean, you know, you know, looks a bit all right, doesn't he, JVS? JVS is nodding. He's thinking, ooh, that lovely body. I'd like to have a bit of that. <laughs> I think you're externalising your own fantasies oh there, Matt. Javis is looking at you blankly. I, I believe this is the first time I've been able to use this word properly. He's looking at you agog. He always does, though. This is the thing. Right, OK. Gosh. <sighs> Connor's in High Wycombe. Morning, Connor. Morning, Ian. How you doing, fella? You right? Yeah, I'm good. What you got uh, for us? Well, basically, once I was in the shower and I sneezed and I pulled a muscle and I couldn't get out. Wait. Whoa! You were stuck in the shower? Yeah. So, were you just stuck... I'm, I'm transfixed by this. Were you stuck stood, or did you slip down? I uh, slipped down. It was quite a long time ago. How old were you? Um, probably 11. Right. Did your mum have to come and get you out? I think so, yeah. Aye, 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 aye. Nobody wants their mum to come and get them naked out of the shower, do they? I know. Uh, and is everything fine now, several years later? Are you feeling better? Uh, well, kind of. My body seems to have a knack of... Not liking itself. Oh, really? What, your, your body uh, uh, rebels? Yeah, well, I got glandular fever in 2012, and then I got chronic fatigue syndrome, and then I went to China, and then I got bird flu, and then I got pneumonia. Bit of a, bit of a whip, mate. Yeah, I know. I had glandular fever. I had to go to hospital with glandular fever. Oh, uh, I had it when I was 17, so what's that? Years ago. And I still get exa- I still get really, really tired, and I yeah. do a lot of sleeping, and a lot, I'm lethargic. And I think it's still part of the glandular fever. Mm. You don't sound convinced. Well, no, I think I think it always does carry on a bit. Like there's po- there's a bit of post viral element with it, but because it's not really known about. Kelly wants to ask you a question because she wasn't listening properly. Okay. Connor. Yeah. What do you have now? Um, now I have chronic fatigue syndrome, herpes, weirdly, um, and I think that's it. Oh, and tonsillitis. Oh man, alive! Can we? There must be some way. Have they invented the technology, yet, or did I just dream this? Well, they can give you a new body. Um, yeah, I think that's just a dream at the moment. Ah, nuts. All right, Connor, listen, best of luck sorting that out. I thought that, that actually, but that must have been a film I saw. Poor lad. He's got all sorts going on there, hasn't he? Isn't it? I feel sorry for him. He doesn't want your sympathy. Does he not? No. All right, OK, well, you'll be all right then. Liam's in Bletchley. Morning, Liam. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm fine. Do you want to speak to me, Lockers or Kelly Betts? Um, Kelly sounds nice. Away you go. Hi, Liam. Hi. The, um, what I texted in about was a pub called the Spiky Hedgehog. It's in Battersea in South London. Lovely. Have you been? No, I, I, I went in there once. I used to cycle past it. 
you're talking about cycling. I, I used to cycle 90 miles a week. Uh, just go to Watkins Park. Right. But, I mean, there are lots of green men and red lions in London. There's only, as far as I know, one spiky hedgehog. Oh. Why is it called the spiky hedgehog? I never asked when I went there. Ever eaten a hedgehog, Liam? Sorry? Have you ever eaten a hedgehog? No. They're a delicacy in some communities. Oh, but they are. The hobo community love a hedgehog. You, you ram a stick up its bum, cook it over a fire, you peel off the prickles, and you dig deep inside with your mouth and you chew on the wonderful flesh. Sorry about him, Liam. That sounds wonderful. Um, uh, I hope you... Um, I don't think I'll fire it. Liam, thank you very much indeed. You don't, you don't need to apologise. That's a fact. It's, it's, um, it's a delicacy in some parts of the world. The hedgehog. The beautiful hedgehog. Or you can do what you do with a jacket potato. Wrap it in um, tin foil. Ch- chuck it in a fire. I'm obviously it's dead. Mm. And you, uh, it roasts. What is it with you and animal cruelty? First you talk about shooting monkeys earlier on in the show today. Oh, I wasn't good. Now you're talking about putting hedgehogs in ovens. I wasn't, no. You had no sympathy for the bird that had been shot. It hasn't been shot. I have no sympathy for someone who doesn't read the full story. Well, and is then you know, the headline said it had been shot. So no, it didn't. Exterminated. Didn't say that. Well, anyway. uh, I wasn't condoning the shooting of monkeys either. Well, just saying it happened on my honeymoon. Monkeys were shot. Where did you go again? Inja. Made up place. I don't know where that is. It was, uh, we used to own it. You're talking about India, are you? Yeah, we went there. Well, why do you? Why can't you say India? I'm saying India. Why can't you say India? Though it's, it's really annoying. Flip, yeah, you're, you're you're really annoying. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Last few minutes of the show. If you want to give us a call, what went wrong? Can we find anybody as well? Justin spoke to a gentleman who'd had fifty-one operations. Fifty-one operations. Um, I'm just checking my phone. I'll tell you why. My little boy's having his... uh, He's only four and a half, but he fell over and uh, his teeth went through his lip about a year ago. He's having to have those teeth removed today. He's having a general anaesthetic. What's amazing, even at four and a half, and he won't... His his grown-up teeth won't come through for, what, another three years? They did an X-ray and you can see his grown-up teeth in his head. That is weird, isn't it? It's weird. Morning, John. Morning, John. Morning. What you got for us? These lycra-clad freaks on their cycles. Take it you're not a uh, fan? Uh, no. Uh, I watched... Um, I was having my hair cut in Hartford in the last race that came through Hartford. Um, so did you get to see it from the barber's uh, window? Uh, yeah, everyone, everyone went out the shop. Who pays for the 30-plus police motorbikes, the police helicopter, uh, all the ambulance staff that follow these races? Who pays for that? Is that us, the taxpayer? I would imagine um, I would imagine that, yes, we're paying for a significant portion of it and maybe a portion of it is paid by the organisers. But, yes, you will certainly be contributing from your pocket, John. OK, well, also, at the weekend, I followed about a dozen of these uh, lycra-clad uh, persons... Cyclists. Through, uh, ..through the village of Datchworth. Um, the first couple stopped on the left-hand side of the road. No indicating, but if they stopped, it's fairly safe, opposite a T-junction. Yep. As the two cars, myself being the second one, went to go round, the other ten just done a U-turn in the road, no indicating, no anything, to go down to the side turn. And and the two that stopped actually looked at me and sort of put their shrugged their shoulders and put their hands up as if to say, thanks. Oh. Well, that's not so, very no, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of. So, them. just to clarify, John, will you be going to the areas that the cycling is taking place today to catch a glimpse of um, some sideburns? I'm going to take that as a no. 
We'll get that translated. Well, Kelly, can we run that through the computer? I just have. Yep. It's... No. Okay, we got the results back from the laboratory. Uh, uh, what, that was funny, wasn't it? That was how that happened. Oh, dear. Gosh, he's Nearly the kind of—he's the kind of person that when someone tells a funny joke, he will retell that joke immediately and, st- and ride that laughter. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I Kelly. don't ride laughters. Oh. Kelly. Yes. On Twitter, Paul Norman, thanks for your tweet, on what's gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, he's just gone round to check on his mum's cat and a badger has eaten its food. <laughs> That's what I done badger, gone wrong. I thought the badger had eaten the cat. No, just its food. I um, have seen a lot of dead badgers recently. I've seen a lot of dead foxes. On the M- Maybe there's a war going on. Badgers on. versus foxes. <laughs> this is awful. What's happening? Yeah, there is lots of dead animals on the motorway. It's not really that... You know, bigger deal, but I get it's animals, isn't it? Well, I... oh, so you know, <laughs> car runs over a hedgehog or a a fox, and again, you don't care because it's an animal. Right here we go. This is a weird. Casting. This is a weird email from Murph. This the, it, it, right. The way this is written is disgusting. Okay, I'm I'm hoping there's more to the story, but I'm also hoping that there isn't. Hi, Ian. I know a lad that ate a dead hedgehog in a sandwich. Oh yeah. He scooped it up in some sliced bread and ate it. Raw? Well, that's the implication there. He he scooped it up in some sliced bread and ate it. Well, I mean, hedgehogs are riddled with fleas. There's no cleansing of it. There's no removing the spikes, although you could use those to pick your teeth afterwards. But there's no cooking of it. So was he just carrying it? Two slices of bread. And was that your walking, stomach, Matt? Yeah, did you hear it? It's yeah. mine. Oh, okay. Was he carrying two slices of bread and just walking about to see what he could put in it? Maybe. That's weird. I mean, roadkill is a, is a delicacy. See if you can grab that last call, Matt. Yeah, we've, yeah. Got, we've got a minute. Just, just whack them straight through. Let's. Uh, doesn't matter if they're. I know three counties. This, this is exciting. Unless they're calling early for JVS. All right, can we just put you straight through? Yeah, whack them through. Whack them through. Who is it? Who's this, please? Hey, John from Biggles Wade. Hello, John. What you got for us? When I was four years old, my two sisters were arguing over a cut, and my dad, for some reason, decided to throw it down the stairs, and it was a single flight of stairs. And at the time he let it go, I walked around the bottom and ended up with a broken nose and a fractured eye socket. Hit in the face by a cat? A cot. A cot? Oh, I thought you said a cat. A cot. <laughs> so he threw... So hang on, you're, a, a, a toy cot or a real one? It was a toy cot. And you just just describe the scene again. Your dad threw it down the stairs, and 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 what noise did it did it make? As it hit and damaged your face? Well, <laughs> I wouldn't remember the sound it made because I was probably uh, out cold on the floor at the point. Ladies and gentlemen, but, I can uh, think of I can think of no better way to end the week than that with with, with that fantastic call. Thank you so much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Silso at the moment, the A6, they're still closed between Barton Road and Sand Lane due to an obstruction in the road there. The A1M heading southbound, rather slow moving at the moment. Um, that's between Junction 9 for Letchworth and Junction 7 for Stevenage. In London Coney, we're getting reports of an accident on the North Orbital Road just at the London Coney roundabout. And having a look in Brickett Wood, it's queuing at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. The Barnet Bypass looking slow on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far on the trains, no problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Have a good weekend. That's it. That's your lot. Brand new podcast going up very, very soon. Follow me on Twitter, at Ian Lee, and I'll let you know when it's available. It's a good one this week. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Justin. I'll be back on Monday. JVS next. 
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, are you surprised Oscar Pistorius is not guilty of murder? There was a sharp intake of breath in court.